so anyway, episode 45, want to talk, before we get into Champions League, because that's, that's what everybody's here to talk about, including Caesar. Caesar's going to be annoying until we talk about Champions League. Before we talk about Champions League, uh, want to talk, <laughs> want to talk about this video that uh, Caesar and I watched um, off of Copa 90. Um, I don't know exactly what Copa 90 is. It's like, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not I a think channel. It, it's no, it's like, like a, a, like a, it's a website. A video, it's, I think it's like a page where they show videos, like, like short videos. Okay. Like I don't know, like, I think, what, but I know it's like funded. But I think by Fox. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I, like I just don't know exactly and, like what their yeah like what their uh, I think it's I think, I think is. it's Fox's um it is the one that puts it out. But um, they do have partnerships with like MLS for content and like oh, really? Adidas. Okay. Yeah. So like before some of the videos, they'll show like MLS logo and mm. like Adidas. So they got some partnerships, but I think it's through Fox. You you, you subscribe on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. You lying? That's where I watched. Uh, Where's Martin Odegaard now? Oh, shut up. Really? Yeah. Where is he? Oh, Back in Norway or whatever? No, he's in... Um, oh, in Netherlands. That's yeah. right. Is he playing for Alkmaar? No, he's playing for the team with the, the hearts on it. I don't know what that is. Um. So, yeah, anyway, we... we hearts all over the jerseys. That's kind of dope, actually. It doesn't look dope. No. They're not like fresh hearts. They're like oh. bubbly looking. It's like me drawing a heart. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay, so, yeah, we watched this video off the Copa 90 YouTube channel. It was done by uh, Aaron West. Um... The video title was uh, The Black Soccer Culture Nobody Knew About, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think it was like a subtitle too, which was Black Soccer Culture in Atlanta, ATL. Wasn't it, it was like specifically? It was like two titles. I think it was like mm-hmm. a, a title and a subtitle. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be a series that, they, that, that they're trying to do or he's trying to do, but. I think what it is. It doesn't seem like it. I think what it is is not necessarily a series on black soccer culture, what mm-hmm. I've seen. I think what I've seen is it just covered soccer in the transition soccer of in Atlanta. Like they've been covering, they have a couple of videos on soccer, how soccer in Atlanta. in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, okay. they covered a couple of things. They not, well, you're they a fake Atlanta United fan. Now. I'm officially a hardcore. How am I fake? Because I'm weird. just as real as anybody who's a Atlanta United fan right now. I'm just a year <laughs> late. Okay, that's right. <laughs> we all but why'd you dump the Sounders? I did dump the Sounders. Why? Because I don't like Clint Dempsey. I'm over it, dog. I'm over it. I'm over <laughs> it. Because you're so I mean? I can't. Yeah, because you're so can't. mean? Yeah, it's just too much. Okay. Yeah. You you don't like Jordan Morris, actually. That's, I really don't. I'm don't. so mad that that's the guy I have to watch. And I'm, <laughs> oh, he's injured right now, but... Damn, look, this guy got info. Okay. <laughs> Damn. All right, anyway. Uh, watch this video uh, done by Aaron West. Um... <laughs> We did go to a playoff game too, so that's Seattle Sounders. Oh yeah, we were there talking major shit to some, Galaxy, fans. Galaxy fans. Yeah, I, I was, what did you chat? You said something like I uh, can't remember. <laughs> I feel terrible. Honestly, I kind of wanted to fight. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm not even gonna lie. We were like fighting with like some old Mexican we dude with a hat on, and he just kept talking back and forth to each other. I, I wanted to get in a fight at an MLS. <laughs> you game. were down again. I'm just like that's, that's kind of cool to have on your books. Yeah, like let's get an MLS turn. Dude, actually, let's have a fight. Fuck that! We've been to two games. We, we went yeah. to we went to the, the formerly we went to the formerly Chivas USA, USA game versus the other side. Sat in the rave section, the rave dream of twelve people, <laughs> and, then, and then we went. It was more than twelve. There's a picture. We got a picture. Yeah, it was like twenty three probably. Okay, and then we went to the playoff game. Yeah, and I was I was up. talking shit to the Galaxy fans. I wanted it to be a brawl. Let, let's get MLS turned up. They fight everywhere yeah, else. Someone should have bought some pyros. But there was it was it wasn't going like that. Anyway, um, the video starts off. You watched it before I did, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I showed you. I was like, hey, you should check this out. Yeah, and you tweeted. I deleted that tweet. Um, <laughs> so the video starts. It's about a seven minute video. It's really cool. You should check it out. Um, the video starts off. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Draco Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar, 
why are you laughing, dude? Why? Draco Rock. Yo. That's, <laughs> that's how the video starts off, dog. There's a dude named it Draco. It sucks because I want to talk about how cool the video is. And the first thing you bring up is the only part I didn't like in the video. <laughs> is the interview with Draco Bob. We said some smoke, some, some, some. Oh, yeah. Shout out David Beckham. It's like, come on, dog. Draco Rock. I found him on Instagram, too. Damn, he found a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's some rapper. Maybe he's popping. Uh, I, 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 I kind of actually I don't want to snitch um, he said that he isn't into soccer but he likes jerseys and he said he know and he knows who David Beckham is dope. I don't know I don't know if he was um, outside the stadium I, I think he was, was outside the training facility or something like that okay he was somewhere they in downtown playing, they were playing um, I just wanna be close Maxi Priest um, <laughs> yeah um, it so, that, like, so it started off with that um in the intro, Aaron West is doing the commentary, and he says that Atlanta is the world's single m- most. Wait, wait. Hmm. Can't mm. read his own notes. I, I, I really can't. Mm. Okay, Atlanta has mm. the most, the single most cultural influence in the country. Do you think so? Like Atlanta as a city has the most cultural. Influence I can agree in with that. I, I think that as of late, I mean it's. You know, we can talk about one of the main parts is probably like hip hop and how it's influenced, mm. how it influences America in general. Mm. And I think the center point of hip hop in recent years has been Atlanta and, and, and the South. So to have that team there and, and, and it seems like it's really taking a you know, foothold well, no, no, in the no, sport. No, we're, we're not talking about the team yet. We're talking about Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> really? More than like L.A.? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think L.A. has like... I, okay, oh, yeah, this is Hollywood. You know what? I'm gonna keep it real. If Atlanta, if Atlanta's more of like a trendset place. Like it's 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 trendsetting. L.A. is like pick stuff up from everybody else. You can't be a trendsetting city if everybody's influenced by everything else. What about New York? What, what what's New York doing? <laughs> no, you ain't gonna put nothing out for Jay, us to Jay-Z? go. Jay Z, have you seen Jay Z? He looks crazy. <laughs> Lacing the hair. Come on, dog. He wild. He shut us down. By the way, man. That elevator video of Solange beating him up is one of the best videos of all time. Oh, what it's are we so doing funny. here? Oh, I'm sorry. It's trying funny. To, trying to get on title. Anyway. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> all right. Well, trying to get on Rock Nation. That's what we're trying to get on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that yeah. uh, Atlanta has the most cultural influence in the country. Like, the music kind of changed everything. Um, and, you know, America's culture is, like, whatever's popular. And hip hop is super popular, and like all the all like the hip hop culture now is like through the, what Atlanta's doing. Migos are big, Gucci's big, Future's big. Who else at Atlanta? Two Chains. Um, there's no female rappers at Atlanta, but Nicki Minaj did go through Atlanta. Um, uh-huh. She was with Gucci for a little bit, huh? The painter on the video, the Copenhagen video, said something really cool. He said uh, that. Hold on, hold on. Caesar, I. Let's do with Atlanta. Let, 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 let's let's go in order here. You trying to jump all over the place right now? It's a seven minute video. <laughs> That's true. Okay, but hold on, Doc. Um, did you check out Black Arrow FC? Okay, go ahead. What did the painter say? He said that um, what's interesting about Atlanta is that he feels that people in Atlanta have like are laid back like LA people, but like they have attitude in New York people. That's what he said. Who, who, where? What video were you watching? Copenhagen. Caesar, you watching a different video? Oh, nobody... been this... yeah, oh, exactly. I was watching the video, but I wasn't watching. It was a second video. My okay, bad. yeah, because that definitely wasn't in the video. Okay, um, did you check out uh, Black Arrow FC? No, because that's who that's who like that they, they, they were doing no, the thing too. Black Arrow FC and Footy Mob. Well, Black Arrow FC isn't based out of Atlanta, but that's who like they were doing the thing with. You should check it out. I actually tweeted them today. Um, 
it's like a black like soccer kind of uh, curation club or something like that. Um, they're the ones that set up the field, mm. that field that was there, like with the DJ and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that like had to do with that, and that's who was but, there. And he said they're gonna set up ten more. They're trying to, yeah. Um, the the Sudanese guy. What, do you you want to say what uh, you said about the Sudanese guy? I don't. <laughs> Well, well, I'ma say it. No, um, see, I, no, no, you don't need to do that. It's not up to you no, to do I'm that. Snitching. It's not up to you. I'm turning this off. Okay, stop. I just said. I just said that guy looks wild. No, no, no. I remember everything. Caesar said that he looks like the annoying guy following around in the club. <laughs> Yo, like, I mean, can we just keep it real? The guy following you around. Let's like, keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. We've all, we've all, well, I don't we're know about everybody going to the club. If you've been the to guy, a club, you know who that guy is. Like, oh, the man, dude what's up? was wearing <laughs> he, had Star the Trek, he had the Star Trek the Jordy glasses, glasses on. Yeah. Jordy glasses from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, the Reading Rainbow glasses. <laughs> I mean, he just looked crazy. I mean, whatever. And then I, I, I feel bad, though, because by the third time, I, second time I watched the video, I realized he was the fashion designer for the show. Yeah, yeah, he was. I was like, oh, that's why he dressed kind of crazy. But he's also playing goalie. I saw that. That dude, he said that uh, soccer is the new skateboard. And, and like, I kind of feel him on that. That was a good point. Um, yeah, like, I don't, I, obviously, I don't live in Atlanta, so I can't say, like, what's exactly what's going on there. But, like, I feel him that it could, it could, like, because there was a point where, like, like young black dudes started skateboarding and, like, wearing skateboarding clothes. It got my vans on. I'm, I'm, I'm like not tell you. And skinny I jeans. think it was like 2004 or like no, probably like 2000, 2004. I remember there was a certain point, okay, where <laughs> everybody was wearing you know uh, Air Forces and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the transition happened to wearing vans. Yeah, and and, and skinny jeans in the van store. Yeah, and I wonder if vans are going to drop those numbers increase. I wonder if their profits kind of from from from, went from, up. from a little, little B song. Yeah, got my vans got my on. Vans on. I hated that like song. So I was like, I, I was like, vans don't look like sneakers though. I mean, from really, Walmart. I, I didn't even know what a sneaker was, so I just thought it's a shoe. It's a shoe yeah, that right? is, yeah. But how does it not look like a shoe if it's a shoe already? No, but a sneaker is like Air Force Ones. That's sneakers. Mm. Or like running shoes. Mm. This dude is such a fob. Um, okay, Caesar. Me and the Sudanese guy, both. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> um, okay, Caesar. I wanted to say so. this about Atlanta. Okay, because the dude, when he was there, Aaron West, um, and shout out to him. It's, it's a cool video. It's like, yeah. that's dope that he did that. Um, and I looked him up a little bit. It seems like he's been involved in soccer in a long time. He played uh, four years at Davidson College. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's he's heavy in the culture. Um, he was like, you know, talking about being very surprised to see that in Atlanta. And honestly, like, it's not surprising to me. <clears throat> Atlanta's a huge city. It's over 5 million people. It's almost 6 million people Jesus. in Atlanta. It's a, a huge city. Um, it's, it's very diverse. Uh <laughs> Biggest, a huge airport. There's like all black people work there. Um, they had the Olympics in '96. That was uh, a great Olympics. Michael Johnson. Let's talk a little bit about that Olympics. That was, that was the best Olympics I ever watched. Over two million people came to that Olympics. That was the third American city to host the Olympics. Was Atlanta. That one, that one went up. Yeah. Um, Michael Johnson gold they, shoes. Um, who uh, Caesar? When they when that Michael Johnson? Okay. I remember that Olympics. I remember, I, that, I remember where I was. I, I was in Alabama that summer during those Olympics. I remember the bombing by uh, Eric Rudolph, the right-wing terrorist. Uh, a, a couple people died. Over 100 people were wounded in that right-wing bombing by that right-wing. Was 96? Yeah, 96, yeah. Hmm. That pipe bomb. 
Uh, you know what I remember? Hmm. <laughs> I remember the Olympics in, in June. What are the Olympics? Yeah, they June, were in June, July, right? August, July, August. I was only two months in America when I watched those Olympics. <laughs> yeah. get you guys deported. Got off the plane April 13th, 96. <laughs> get you deported right now. No, I won't. Because I was cheering for America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Michael Johnson run. I was like, that guy's fast. <laughs> so, whoa. <laughs> and he had that gold chain bouncing. Yeah. Um, it was so dope. Yeah. So, for me, it's like not surprising that that uh, Atlanta has a lot of soccer fans. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's a part, I think he says, like, oh, like, it's crazy, like, this is in America. I'm like, well, like, the Seattle fans and the Portland fans go really hard like that, too. Like, yeah. it's not, like, I mean, that, they had a lot of people no, in the city. 71,000 in yeah, Tokyo, that's, that's a lot, but, but just be. But those just, are also bigger cities than those are, uh, Seattle. Those are big cities, but Seattle's been pumping out consistent, like, 40Ks in games. Yeah, 50Ks, for a while, yeah. Though, years now, mm-hmm, so. Yeah. I think it's really dope. And, and Atlanta's a lot I, no, bigger no than way Seattle. I'm, no way I'm trying to diss Atlanta, but no, it's of like, course. I'm down to see this more, cra- but well, it's crazier. I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm probably confusing it with the second video I watched. I have another really cool video that talks about uh, Atlanta having to tell you 1,000. And they said that before they had the Mercedes-Benz Stadium games, mm. they, had, they had the games at a different field. Mm. And they were selling out 40,000 for every single game. Wow, okay, and yeah. It was, it was, and like, literally, it was like people like, Packed. Yeah. It was like a it's, 40- a it's a huge city. Oh. There's hella people there. He said there was ce- they said there was celebration parties when they received the team. Like it was yeah, people uh, yeah, really of happy. course, yeah, absolutely. Now here's my thing. Um, uh, do you think that it'll last? You know what? I'm gonna keep it real. I think it will because no, there's no, a, no, no, there's no thing is a fake Atlanta. No, 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 you're no. fake. I'm gonna <laughs> don't ever point at me and say I'm fake. Hey. hey. <laughs> um. The difference between Atlanta United being created and like Chivas USA is two different things. Chivas USA was literally built to try to grab a certain demographic. What demographic is that? uh, The Latino demographic in Los Angeles to cheer for the team that already had a team. Okay. Okay. So now you're building a team in an area which is very diverse, um, has a, a population number a bigger population number dedicated to a broad demographic than just one area. You know, if, if in LA, if in LA you're just trying to focus on Latino population, Atlanta can, is just for everybody, you know? And you're a Latino. Yeah. I'm a lot uh, here and there. Uh, that's debatable, but, uh, yeah. why are you making faces? Yeah. Passport then. <laughs> I'll take it. Actually, never mind. I might be taking away after <laughs> yeah. this new presidency happens. But uh, can we do an episode on that? I'm <laughs> so, so politics. I'm down. You know I'm down. I'm down to do a We Man Podcast episode about the Brazilian elections coming up. Oh, Earth. no. I'm, I'm so down. I'm so down. <laughs> we can do it. We can get, we uh, call Dilma. No, I think that Atlanta was going to last because, you know, when they, they are pumping out bigger numbers on the intro. Like, that, having 71,000 people is no fluke. That's a lot of people. No, it's definitely That's not just like, oh, you had 20,000 people sell out at the Home Depot Center. Like, it's different. It's 71,000 people. I think I get more. So Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's here to stay. I think they're legit. Um, and they seem to be bragging right. They, they got Tata Martino as a coach. Yeah. They seem to be getting the right players. Um, they they get a bunch. They're getting a bunch of youth players that are really good, too. They're not just Here's grabbing, my question. They're, they're grabbing the youth players from South America, too. Here's my question. They're talking about. And they got Tim Ream, the legend. They're talking about the black soccer culture in Atlanta. Atlanta is a hella black city. It's mo- it's it's a, the 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 largest population is black. Mm-hmm. Is there any black American players on the team? Yeah, who? Darlington Nagby. Caesar. I said black American. Mm, he got a. He's Liberian, dog. Let's let's be real. We're the USA. He's a Liberian occupier. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. But I mean, they've only been around for two years. 
Yeah, it's been around for years. The Board of Education uh, guy was in there, got interviewed by Aaron West, and he said that uh, more more black kids are signed up for the soccer teams and the youth system. So, okay, Caesar, that's something. Now, notable. let me just say that you're fake news because he didn't say he the said youth. varsity and JV teams. More black you. kids are signed up for teams. Thank you. What I said. Caesar, you said the youth system. That's different. Okay, junior varsity and varsity in middle school. Well, that's what he's actually. That's the youth system in in America, sadly, Caesar. Just get the facts straight, homie, okay? <laughs> Tell me I don't understand you're... what the point of this video is now. You Are we just here to, like, attack me on the video? Yeah, because you got that shirt on. Um, so, yeah, the video was cool. Shout out to Draco Rob. Uh, <laughs> follow him on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> it's private now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is private. <laughs> A little bit too many followers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exposed. <laughs> you feel me? I ain't gonna expose you. He's like, I'm out here smoking a little drink. Oh. <laughs> cops ran down He's on like, Draco really? Rob. Is that were, so? Is that where you usually be, sir? <laughs> ran down on his You be ass. smoking outside the Atlanta United facility, you sir? You hear me? It's not legal in Georgia, sir. Um, but yeah, it's a cool video. Check it out on Copa 90. It's called the Black American. What is Black soccer culture. Nobody knows. Yeah, let's get it in. Caesar, um, there was a big uh, thing that happened in Syria this past weekend. Um, obviously, Syria is not like super popular here in America. A lot of times, I hear like when I when I see like MLS transfer guys tweets. Uh, okay, when I see uh, MLS transfer guys uh, tweets, uh, like <laughs> the people they clown uh, Syria so hard. Like American soccer fans think Syria is so weak. And they think MLS is better than, uh, let me just not even pay attention to that. Is that your phone or is that a different phone? What are you talking about? Is it, that's not the, that's your actual phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess because we're going live, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I could have done it on the phone, but the Wi-Fi is really bad in here. Allegedly. Uh, we got to talk to Kevin about that. Yeah, we got to talk to Kevin. Um... Syria doesn't get that much love in America. People think that MLS is better than Syria. People think that, like, MLS players would do good in Syria. That's absolutely not true. I think it's, both of us can attest to that. As much Syria as we watch, not like we watch it all the time, but we watch enough to know that. No, no Syria ain't no joke. It's no joke, obviously, and we've seen Roma make it but, to the Champions League semifinal. When I see really talented players go to Syria, I'm like, damn, you just really want to work hard, don't you? <laughs> you <laughs> you really, really want to, like, learn a lot. You huh? really want to grind, don't <laughs> yeah. you? I mean, sadly, you know, obviously times have changed. Not a lot of talented players go to Syria for real, for real, but. It's still a good league, and it's like some beautiful football to watch. Um, anyway, this uh, this past weekend, um, this would be their 34th, I think, week of matches. They did something that I thought was really cool. Um, just, I, I was getting ready to watch uh, Juve versus Napoli, and the game, uh, Napoli won that game 1-0. And, huh, what? What's good? Mm. Um, <laughs> what's going on, dog? <laughs> Okay, chill. Um, I was getting ready to watch the game, and I saw Douglas Costa, and I was I started the game like 15 minutes late. I was like, oh, damn, Douglas Costa's bleeding. I was like, oh, man, I think they got to, like, make him come out the game because he's bleeding. Yeah. And then I was like, I saw uh, Pjanic. I was like, oh, damn, they must have hit heads because they're, they're both <laughs> bleeding at the same spot. And then I was like, I saw somebody else. I was like, oh, what the heck's going on? I was like... Really, like genuinely, like <laughs> like uh, real innocent. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh damn, they must, he must be bleeding. They got to take him out to fix that. Like, oh damn, he must have hit heads with Pjanic because they're both bleeding the same spot. Like, dude, 
Why is Buffon bleeding too? What's going on? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I <laughs> did a blood sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. So I literally searched, why do the Juve and Napoli players have red on their face? I just searched that. Um, and there was like this whole campaign that was going on this past weekend. Um, the campaign was called, uh, I'm going to do the Italian hashtag. Un rosso alla violenza. Um, give violence the red card. And it was specifically uh, violence against women. Um, so the, the campaign was give violence against women the red card. It was cool. d- yeah. It was done by um, um, a group called We World uh, Onless. Um, they're at WeWorld.it. It's an Italian. Uh, I don't want to say a company. It's an Italian uh, organization. There we go. Um, so the players and the refs and some coaches. I saw Spalletti with it too. They did um, a campaign. They they put like red lipstick on their cheek mm-hmm. um, to show that they're against uh, violence against women. Yeah. Um, and the reason, off top, that's dope that they're doing like that campaign. Oh, of course, that's um, really cool. Like off top, that's like really cool. I haven't seen that in any other soccer league. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that it didn't really get that much coverage, um, and it bothered me. Um, obviously. BN Sports is the uh, network that shows Syria, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so this weekend I was like looking to see who is gonna like talk about this campaign, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Gary Bailey like mentioned it really shortly, um, and he also didn't mention that it was about women, uh, like the violence against women. Now, can I keep it real? You can keep it a stack. Okay. At 12.50 mm-hmm. on Saturday. Whoa. Well, was it Saturday or Sunday? 12.50 Pacific uh, Standard Time. It was it was Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. It was the UV game was on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 12.50 Pacific, I tweeted about that campaign. The Un Rosso a la Valencia. Let me keep it real right now. 12.52, BN tweeted about it. Okay, 12.52, they tweeted about it. But but they didn't mention that it was violence against women. Like, they didn't mention, like, the campaign is about violence against women, like, specifically. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was like, yo. So I also went on uh, ESPN, ESPNFC's website, didn't see anything about it. I went on their uh, Facebook, didn't see anything about it. I didn't go on their Twitter. Um and yeah, I was just like, damn, like, it seems like something that, I don't know how long you're going to let me talk for, but um, it seems like, like something that you would think that it would get some recognition, like, oh man, like, look what they're doing in Syria, like, look what they're doing, like, these players, like, literally have something on their face, everybody sees it. You gotta bring it up. Like, you gotta talk about it and say, hey, yeah. this league, league I mean, they talk about black armbands. On players yeah, they, when they do like a moment of silence, like every other game there's a moment of silence for something. And they mention like what it's about. Yeah. Like some dude who played there 50 years ago died. Um, and, uh, you know, they say, oh, yeah, this is what. But I'm like, this thing literally got no mention at for all. Real. Um, yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and keep it even more real right keep now. Keep going, man. Keep going. No. One of the dudes at BN, Matteo Benetti, Matteo Benetti, he goes by the Calcio guy on Twitter, and I was like, "Yo, how, how does he not bring this up? 
How does he not bring it up on Twitter? At least I don't know if he brought it up while they were, you know, covering the games. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't only watch Juve Napoli, and I missed the first fifteen minutes. So maybe they brought it up then. Yeah. Um. But I'm like, yo, this is something that you gotta like. And, and honestly, I feel like for the American soccer fan, like this is something that you talk about. No, not not necessarily the American soccer fan, but like the American soccer, the American sports consumer. You mentioned it, say like, you know, we covered this league and like, look what they're doing. It's something very positive. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I looked up some stats. I feel like you're getting ready to start talking. Let me just say these stats. For, no, you're not going to talk. He's not going to say anything at all. Since you don't care about violence against women. Um, <laughs> okay. Let Damn. Me, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, not true. Okay. Um, let me just say, uh, let me just mention these stats that I saw on the We World website, weworld.it. Um, every 30 seconds in Italy, a woman suffers violence. Suffer, like suffers. Let me just say that I was translating it. It was, it was in Italian. I hit the translate button. Google Translate. Yeah, I was trying not to mention Google, but um. So every thirty seconds, a woman okay. suffers from violence in Italy, in Italy. and crazy. then every three days, a woman is killed by her partner, her ex, or a family member. Every three days in Italy. That's crazy. That's crazy. every three days a partner's. Killed every, every three days, a woman is killed by her partner, her ex, or a family member. Every oh. three days in Italy. So, oh my. and you're not talking about like in a world. You're talking about just, just in one Italy, country, just, just in Italy. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's so, crazy. Like I thought it was really important that uh, We World teamed up with the Syria, the you know this great one of the top five leagues in the world, in Europe, and did a campaign. And did about a campaign where every violence against women, and, and every team participated. Every single team, but so many players. This is my thing. So, like, you know, as being well, as a responsibility, you have welcome, on a, on welcome a, to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you you said you wanted to go hard. You know, you, you and, and passionate I did. about this. And we I got did. you eleven minutes in. Okay, but I think like as a responsibility of like a, a, a TV network or a show, when they, whenever they talk about any other kind of stuff, they bring it up. You know, like we said before, any kind of death or why there's initials on a jersey. The one time there's something really good that's a really good movement, especially it's shown in America, and it's about violence against women. And these players are, are doing a signal, and showing their face, up, and a very face. visual visual very representation. Vis- it's a, re- a red card against violence against women. You don't bring it up at all. That's I feel like you really, gotta. I feel like you talk that about was it. A a big, I think that was a big opportunity. Or a big huge, thing. And huge. It's, it's really sad that they didn't do yeah. that. Yeah, so I think somebody could be come interested in soccer. You could, get, you could just from you, seeing that. They could have picked up a thread off a movement. Yeah. Off of, like, talking about like, violence against women. They would have done a whole campaign. It would have done benefit everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's... Look, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that people don't care about women's causes or people just, like, not interested. I hope, not. I hope that's not that's the case. Terrible. Or, Or it's just, like, maybe yeah. they just weren't informed about it. But it didn't yeah. take me very long to see, like... I mean, literally, I, I'll say it again. I'm watching the game. I'm thinking Douglas Coast is bleeding on his face. You had to go Google, and and then and then and I'm like, oh, they got to take him out the game. What's going on? Like that's a big. You can't be bleeding. They got to take you out the game. Yeah. Then I'm looking at Pjanic. I'm like, oh, they must have hit at the same spot because they're both bleeding on their face. <laughs> then I see another person. I got to go look it up now. Granted, you know, I kind of I wish I could look it up right now. When I looked it up, it was like some random websites. It wasn't even like the major websites. I should look it up again. <laughs> but it was like, you know, some 
Irish website and like some like the 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 Sun and some other Rupert Murdoch owned uh, Whoa. <laughs> publication, but like it wasn't like oh ESPN and yeah. like BN. And that's, like, that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, because it's a huge and they also had like little girl. They, they, every team was uh, brought out by girls. Uh-huh. Um, they call them mascots. I, ha- I hate that term. Right when they bring the, the kids, so we call they, my child a mascot. Yeah, you, I mean, I don't know if it's like a translation, nah, but not, when they I'm, I'm the down. kids bringing them out, that's being shown to be in America, <laughs> they call uh, human children mascots. Yeah, I don't really like that either, but whatever. Um, they the, the, all of them were brought out by girls, and they were wearing um, a shirt that had to do with like the campaign too, and they were showing like banners and things like that. That's too. cool. It it was a big thing in Syria this weekend. It was huge. If somebody did monkey chants for like the 500th time, it would be news. Which it should be. It should be news. <laughs> it should be. I agree with okay. that. I agree it should be news. <laughs> but, oh I don't know. This was, this was something, if somebody threw a banana on the field. What you're saying is that this is something different. And, yeah. it, and it's something different that's really impactful and really represents... A common issue and around the, the world. world right now, around the, and we're also having a situation in America. Obviously, it's not it's not exactly having to do with violence against women, but the Me Too movement. Um, you know, it's it's something that we're dealing with in America as well. Yeah. As well, um, we've dealt with it. Oh, I just wanted to uh, point this out too. I remember um, back in the back in the when the Ray Rice videos came out, and, and then. Uh, there were some other uh, beaters. Uh, who was who was who was the guy from the Cowboys? I forgot his name. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Now I'm gonna uh, news about him. I have news about him. But go, ahead. go ahead. He's gonna be an MMA fighter. He's gonna oh, be yeah, fighting on right. UFC Fight Pass Contender Series. Okay, I don't know what's that. Is like it's, a show? it's like it's like think of it as like I remember uh, seeing he's gonna like be a show MMA. like to make it on. Mm. So is that the show that be on Fox? Yeah, he's still? just been in a year at like a, a, a top training team, like in dorms and stuff training. So with them. so Greg Hardy. Is gonna be on a, a television show, show that's like to try to become a pro a fighter. fighter, yeah, like gotcha. a UFC Cause, fighter. Yeah, because I've seen that show like yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, that that one's gone. They have a new one now. Oh, so this is a different. Yeah, one. it's not like what's in that the other one called? The other one was called um, uh, uh, Tough, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Okay, okay, yeah. Exactly. They're gonna have a new yeah, one called. They're gonna have a new one called the Contender Series. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Dana White's the Contender Series called. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so um, there was Ray Rice yeah. and there was Greg Hardy mm-hmm. and some other beaters. The 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 the, the, the list punter. The, the list is long. The punter. I mean, uh, the dude from the Giants. I forgot. His I don't name. want to say get the wrong guy, but is it Darren Sharper. <laughs> Darren Sharper. Uh, he was he. He, he was he was he was he was getting his Bill Cosby on. That was terrible. Allegedly, I mean, no, he was convicted. Um, they had like sixteen counts or something. It was crazy. Something about uh, concurrent. So yeah, didn't care. Yeah. Um, Ray Carruth is about to get out of jail in um, in uh, oh, October. That's crazy. Ray Carruth killed his uh, baby's mother. He killed that's, her. Oh um, and he was like, they caught him hiding in a, uh, in a in a they caught him hiding in a trunk of a car somewhere like Tennessee. We have issues with violence against women. I remember in a, we all should. I, I look. I looked it up because I remember after that the NFL did some sort of campaign um, with um, um, an organization called NoMore.org. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing a commercial that they did, like you know, talking about violence against women. It was a commercial they used to play on NFL Network. Yeah. I, I can't remember like all the different players on there. I know Eli Manning. I just remember Eli Manning being on there. Um, you know, but a commercial talking about violence against women. So it's something that we've had to deal with in American yeah, sports. Yeah, it's obviously. something that's prevalent in America. It's something that's discussed a lot. It's big. Like it's yeah. been protested. There's there's discussions about yeah. it. And I think that you know, a, 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 a Italian soccer team, 
screw that, Italian soccer game, the biggest game of the year probably, which is Napoli Juve, versus Juve. Juventus for the number one, for, is, it, is it called the Scudetto? Is it called? They're playing for the Scudetto. Playing and, for and the they Scudetto. Played in Juventus, yeah. And the big primetime game, it's daytime, was doing a campaign about violence against women. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. wasn't some uh, preseason game yeah, over no, in Asia. It no. was a legit it big championship it match. Everybody had red paint in yeah, their face. It wasn't and in no the one else was going on. It, it wasn't in the first We're third just of the like, season. Oh, man, it's a new swag. Yeah. The, this, is, this is the 34th I mean, uh, game the of the season. Is like, crunch and time. it's not like a campaign. Like The red doesn't like isn't like obvious what it's about. No, like if they were pink about all the breast cancer, something like yeah, that. Exactly. They, or it could have been about violence against Native people. Or anything I don't even know. They should have talked about it. Like they should have been discussed. I'm saying, like, there's a confusion. You were confused watching it, so it's like it could have been. About oh, anything. I was definitely confused. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it a fourth time, but I was literally like, "Yo, he's bleeding." Can't okay, say it a fourth time. <laughs> oh, they must have hit him. Okay, no, no, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And then yeah, you googled it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead because I, no, I kind of want to Google it right no, now. No, I want to look to see if it's on any other websites now. Even though it's like okay, five it's days take, after, it's take eight days too. Your S two, but go ahead. First was the S four. Relax. <laughs> Don't say it on the mic. Is that, is that bad? You have an S four. <laughs> you might have a sidekick. <laughs> oh, if I had a sidekick, you know, I just go fast because I'm typing so fast. Um, but yeah, no, like you're saying, like it's <laughs> you feel me? It's a uh, oh, it's in it's in the uh, it's in the end of the season. It's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge game. I'm Massive game, huge game, and, and 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 Napoli won that game, and it's like a big deal. And they're playing with something to represent their being against violence against women. They had a hashtag for it. They had a huge thing for it. I was just like, damn, how come I'm not seeing the people on Twitter? Caesar, I went through all their twitters, dog. I went through all the being people's twitters, dude. I went through all of them. Want to want to bust out this? Uh, you need to chill award. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's only getting okay. good. Because I'm about to go hard. It's going to get really great. Uh, I'm really excited for the five side, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm really excited. Wow, I'm still recording past 30 minutes. Way better than hey, that. Hey, that phone sucked. Um, oh, by the way, news real quick. Uh-oh. I'm about to be getting the OnePlus 6. So this will be the honorary We Made It phone for recording now. You know huh. what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Don't ever do that. <laughs> okay, Caesar. Oh, no, Burger Love. Yeah, I love I got you in your head. Billy, um... Give me your, you need to, this is an exclusive award to uh, We Made It podcast, your We Made It award. We Made It award for You Need to Chill. Give it up. Lewandowski. Ooh, Roberto Lewandowski. Okay. Robert. Big Bob. You need to do like Dave Chappelle did. Uh-oh. Tell him. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Just oh. shut the fuck up. Is he talking too much? He's talking too much. Does he have the army? You're talking too much <laughs> for your PlayStation's African Mabada and the Zulu Nation come get you. You're talking too much and you're not putting your mouth where your foot is and scoring some damn goals. Because it's ridiculous that a man can talk this much and dye his hair gray and do this <laughs> many celebrations. And when you need him, don't they? Yeah. I hate this. What is this? What is this thing he does? What is that? Like, chill, dog. You're not cool. You're from like you have, No one thinks you're fresh. Yeah, nobody thinks you're cool. Nobody I'm wants sorry, to be. dog. Yeah, Go to MLS. Bye. Yeah. I, I'm I'm done with him. You're doing all that talking. Somebody that, that you, you 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 are a traitor, and you went from Dortmund to Bayern Munich. That's the most corniest joint. 
Like Messi said, it'd be really a shame if Neymar went to Real Madrid. It, it's a damn shame that Lava went from Dortmund to, to Bayern Munich. That's a lame. Just like Matt Hummels, too, sellouts. This guy right here that I'm sitting next to has for the past two, three years won at Lewandowski at Real Madrid. And I have. I, and I think you've said it this year, too. I have. But, but it's, it's bye. Now it's over? It's over. You don't want him at Real no, Madrid he's anymore? worse than Harry Kane. <laughs> you, Harry Kane's mm. better than Lewandowski. I'm done, dog. I I I, I think so too. I'm done. I, I think I'm so really too. done. Yeah, I think he's better. Than, I think he's proven himself more than Lewandowski. I'm done. Right? Go ahead yeah. and be Polish captain. Have fun. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be real mad if Poland does well in the World Cup. It's gonna be very whack. I mean, they're ranked in the top ten. Oh, st- oh yeah. Well, you know, you know. When we start the We Made It World Cup edition, okay. which is gonna come, we're gonna and, be going hard. And we talk about some of the call ups and the not and the good ones, and we talk about the rankings going to the World Cup. We're gonna get it. Gonna oh yes, yeah, sir. Caesar, what are you doing? Caesar. Can you not talk away from the mic? What, for this award, I need to put on these joints right here. <laughs> for this award, I need to put these joints on right here. I got my ski. Is it that bad? I got my ski goggles on yeah, right is, now. Is it the block for, the for, light? For everybody that can't see, I got my ski goggles on right now. I need to drop this award on you right now for this. You need to chill award. You got, you got, you got them. Go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hmm. You got to chill. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because it might get it's gonna get cold in here. You need to chill. Let me bust my uh, kick the ball day out real quick. <laughs> okay, okay, Caesar, with the with the with the notepad in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah, Caesar, who needs to chill? Your boy Neymar. Your oh boy. Na- now, if you remember God. last year, I said that Neymar won my "You Need to Turn Up" award. This year, I'm giving Neymar the "You dial Need back, to Chill" back a little bit. Yeah, you. I'm giving Neymar the "You Need to Chill" award, and I'm gonna tell you why. Neymar is having too much of a circus around him. It's too much of a circus. I'm so tired of Neymar rumors and Neymar just like frenzy. But how do you oh, oh, let me let me let me let me say a little bit. Let me say a little bit. I know you're gonna defend your boy, but let me say a little bit. I watched him at the uh, French uh, player like the, the awards awards they gave out uh, the other day. And they, they brought up him potentially going to Real Madrid. And when he was talking about it, the entire time he had this smug look on his face. He had this little smirk on his face. And he said, I don't want to talk about that right now. But he has a little smirk on his face. And I'm like, dog, you need to, like, I, I don't know if it's a narcissistic thing or he just kind of likes to likes the attention or he likes people to be talking about him. But he needs to kind of, he needs to do more to dispel those rumors. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, and, and we both agree that that would be bad if he did leave to Real Madrid. But if you're not going anywhere, just be like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, like just you say it. Like, I know the rumors are before, they always come before the player gets to say anything. But right there, just be like, no, I'm not leaving. Like, no, I'm not it, going to Real Madrid. It's crazy because... Okay, and now, this is the part you're going to be mad because I got a little bit more to say. Caesar. I think that Neymar needs to prove himself again. I think he needs to prove himself again. We've seen him be an amazing player at Barcelona. He did his thing for a while in, 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 in Liga. He did his thing okay in Liga, but it wasn't a successful season. He got injured, which was his own fault from uh, uh, drifting the ball back for no reason. And the dude took the ball from him and he tried to get it back and he injured himself. Um, turf, the turf monster got him. It was like somebody kicked him. And 
it could easily become like remember Neymar. That could easily happen, dude. Especially if he's not able to perform in this World Cup. Like, I mean, he's coming back from injury, so who knows like when exactly he's going to come back. Um, but if he's if he if he's not able to really come back, come back, then like the the, the whole World Cup is without Neymar. But if he's able to come back and he can't really like get off because he's still hurt, or if he comes back and he's not effective, which either of those could happen. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but those things could easily happen. He's got a lot to do that next season in in PSG with PSG, which PSG could be losing some players. He's got a lot to prove next season. I think he has something to prove next season, and you don't usually say that about a big player. He's a big player, but like people. I, I don't have this perception of him, but people dislike Neymar. I don't dislike Neymar, but I do think that this whole Real Madrid thing is a big, big distraction. Obviously, if they like, if he's out there balling in the World Cup and they win the World Cup, then like whatever I'm saying right now means nothing. But if that doesn't happen this next league season, he's got a lot to prove. You know, there's also the the same thing Brazil agrees with you. Um, People Mm. in Brazil see Ronaldo's a rat and a snake. Ronaldo or Neymar? Or Neymar, sorry. Yeah. They see Neymar's a, a rat and a snake. Damn, for they, real? They really do. Because of what he did to Barcelona? Not, he not just that. It's just they, they, the Santos situation. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad. You know, you got to understand, in Brazil, the behavior is obviously going to be different. Mm. And, there, and yeah. his situation with the, the girl he's dating, which is like the biggest actress in Brazil. He's, he's, an, he's a... He's a controversial a figure. A he's, he's a controversial figure. It's a circus around him. Is he Donald Trump? Does you he know, love to hear his name well, in the media? The kid he had. It's it's a lot of stuff that's gone around in, in Brazil. His sister. <laughs> um, do they talk about that in Brazil? So a lot of, a lot <laughs> happens, and I think it's a that, circus. It's a circus. You know, my would, fandom. Would, would, my would my agree? fandom would for Ronaldo. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Thank you. Okay. My fandom for Neymar comes from me um, enjoying his playing style. Um, and, and seeing a player who came from the highlight clip player to transitioning to being an effective player on a field is rare. Yeah, a lot of these sure. guys burn out being yeah. highlight dudes. Look at Ben Arfa. It's, Pato, just, it's Pato, not real. Pato. He 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 went to Barcelona and and actually sat and learned and listened and been was part of a system. Yeah, that was all I wanted. Yeah, and that's how you become a star. Yeah, it's it's like what what was Hazard doing before compared to now? He become part of a system. And you become a better player, but but and and I think like we all saw that, and we and then it was like, yo, like this guy is amazing. Yeah, like, he's super good. But then he leaves Barcelona, goes to PSG, and he's a maverick. Yeah, he's a maverick, that, and, I, and he shook up, he shook things up. He's what, a maverick. What did we talk about when the transfer happened? We said, is he going to be able to handle this and be on his team alone? But what we didn't want was for him to go to a, a PSG and it be like feel like you gave your 16 year old son a Ferrari. And it, and it that's what it like feels that. like. It feels like a 16 year old has a Ferrari. When I wanted to be a 25 year old professional driver in a Ferrari d- doing work. And, and and you know what Cavani's talked about like uh like once basically seasoned over. He talked about a little bit of the issues with him and Neymar. And he said, yeah, you know there was some issues with the penalties, but we figured it out. But he he said something telling, and he wasn't like very like. Um, he wasn't like criticizing Neymar. He's kind of saying, it, it, you know, he's older than Neymar. He's a little mature. He was just saying, like, you know, we have to we have to be a team if we're going to be successful. We have to play as a team. We have to have all the same goals and the same focus. If I don't think, I don't know Cavani. I don't know like whatever. But but like I don't think Cavani's a player. He's like, if you really want to take the penalties, then go ahead. Like whatever. Like what's most important is if not if who's scoring the goals is just if we win the game. 
past that initial point of like the friction or whatever because they didn't talk about it, I guess. But Neymar, when he got on the field, yeah, he made some amazing plays. There was some good highlight reel stuff. But I watched PSG. For the people that don't watch PSG, like I don't want to hear what they got to say. They're just they're just like shit talking Neymar. I watched him do a lot of drifting back with the ball for no reason and a lot and it didn't work out for him most of the time. And when it came down to being really tested, fuck, uh, fuck the Bayern games. That shit wasn't. No, no, it was group stage. It was group stage. I don't care about the Bayern games. I don't care about the Bayern games. When they, when it got gully out there, yeah, against Real Madrid. When it got gully out there, what happened? You got hurt, and even before you got hurt, you didn't really do anything. To, to, to you didn't you didn't drop no goal in there. He, he was running around, running backwards, and doing all that. He didn't do anything. He wasn't effective. And Bobby was more effective. The Real game, he did nothing. Caesar, I got a question. I was gonna, ask, I'm gonna, I was gonna wait to ask this. You want to hear this question, Doc? Yeah. Okay. Do you think this is? I'm, I'm, I'm busting it out right now. Do you think Mbappe can't shine if he's playing with Neymar? A thousand percent. You feel me? I'm sorry. I, the, the, Unless, I, the, the only way Mbappe can shine is if they get rid of Cavani. And, and and no, listen. listen, And they have to force Mbappe to be something he's not. He can't do that. Which is a nine. He's not that no, dude. Caesar, he, Mbappe wants to play on the right. When he, that year with Monaco, they played a 4-4-2. He played on the, oh, I'm sorry. He, I'm, not on the right. I'm sorry. He wants to play on the left. That year with, uh, with, uh, with Monaco, he mostly played on the left. So he can cut it on his right. And and shoot on his right. Now they got him playing. No, no I'm, I'm tripping, Mbappe, I'm they got him on the left. He, yeah. he to cut he him was, on, yeah, on the left to his he right. Went, now went, they got him on the right. He's yeah, cutting into his yeah, left, exactly. but still shooting on his right. Yeah. Um. He needs to be where Neymar is, and Neymar. If anything, Mbappe needs to have just freedom up there to yeah, be where and, he wants. And like Neymar, and I'm not criticizing Neymar for this. No. It, like whatever, like Neymar's doing his thing. But like Mbappe is not a center forward. He is not a center forward. If anybody says like Mbappe is a number nine or like a center forward, these people do not know anything. Okay, just off top, they don't know anything. That dude does not play as a middle central forward. That's for Cavani. That's for Luis Suarez. That's for Giroud, Lewandowski, me, uh, uh, Benzema, Tezzi. <laughs> yeah, like that's those. Guys. Mbappe's not that guy. He wants to be on the. He, he's like Ronaldo. He is literally a clone of, of Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, if you put Neymar over there, it's not really the sauce that you want very much, especially with Neymar's personality. It's interesting situation at PSG right now because I was thinking about Mbappe, who's a baller, super talented, fast, gritty, wants to win, uh, unselfish. He's playing out of position. If he's playing anywhere other than where Neymar's playing, agreed. Unless you want to, unless you tell Neymar, look, the way we're kind of lining up is you're behind the strikers, but that's not really what Neymar wants to be. Either. And I don't think Neymar's gonna listen to anybody tell him that unless it's teaching. And like I, I, think, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I think you'd only do that with Brazil's team because I think the pressure of Brazil's different, and 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 he, he feels Absolutely. he literally feels a, a nationwide responsibility. They're so I think he him. would do that. Yeah, he, and, I, and he does play differently. He plays oh, yeah, differently. Yeah, he he plays way different when yeah. he plays for Brazil. Exactly, the pressure's he's, he's different. Like serious. The, the pressure's different. And I mean, you 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 
you know, when you're playing in France, like, yeah, of course you want to win. You're playing with your club team. And but I, I'm sure he but has a perception you, of France, too, yeah, when but, he came but, from La Liga. Yeah, but when you go to Brazil, like, when you play, like. Yeah, there's no playing games. There's a lot of ratch monsters looking at you, dog. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you can't have that. You can't have it. You can have a team turning against you, but you can't have a nation turning against you. That's yeah. Right. And the flick, you got a lot of people. Oh, yeah. To get into the real big uh, crime, this is the crime of the World Cup beforehand. Um, Condobia not getting called up is a crime. That's a crime against the sport. Nobody gets, nobody's allowed to have that good of a season, and you can't get considered for your World Cup team. That good of a season, that good. Okay, Caesar, you know that one of our favorite players. You know, we got to put his picture for the episode. One of our favorite players. One the one that was him looking despaired. One of our favorite players who we have had a whole hypothetical WhatsApp conversation about of him in Vegas with uh, Alexander Lacazette, um, Raja Nangalin, uh He, even I mean, nobody was really expecting him to get called up because he hasn't been called up in a while. Um but he didn't get called. He 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 was hoping to get called up for the World Cup, um, and he was not called up. I mean, I don't know about that first statement about no one's expecting him to get a World Cup. Well, he, he he didn't he didn't play the qualifiers. No, he much. didn't play for the qualifiers. Few, but I think he did his excellent job doing his doing what he could, everything he could for the in, in the Roma series. Of course, yeah, Barcelona. no, he's one of he's you know, Roma's. It's best. not all about the, the the qualifiers because I agree because some of these players aren't getting called up based on qualifiers. Obviously, <laughs> no. I, I I'm just. I just saying, think that it's been showing a lot of these coaches are really trying to be somebody special, and I think it's dumb as hell. People like Roberto Martinez. You know when when Nagolin talked about how, how it went down with him coming and talking to him for ten minutes about why tactically he couldn't come and that you know he doesn't know if he could accept the, he doesn't he doesn't he thinks that Nagolin's too good to accept the role as a twentieth man on a team and doesn't know if he'd handle that well with his attitude. It's like that. You know what that tells me? You're a, you're a weak coach. That conversation in general tells me you're a weak coach. You're not a good coach because you know what a coach looks at. A good coach looks at that and sees sees a, 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 a mountain he needs to climb, a hill, someone he needs to get through. I would sit there with him and I put up my hands on his shoulders, look at him in the eyes, and be like, "I want you to be here. Both I want you to together. be on this team. Smoke a cigarette together. I need you on this team. Yeah. This country." Right here. Col- We're right here. We're going to do this. Yeah. But I need you to accept whatever role I give you. But if not, you can't be on this team. So answer me this. Do you want to be on this team? Do you want to fight and play for your country? And if he says no, I'm like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> Walk off. Okay. And if he says yes, that's, that is like, I understand if the scenario that he get called up, he'd be like, "Look, I don't want to be twenty man. It's just not. I'm not into it." But all right, word. But it seems like you took that right away from him, and you put uh, some a, a midfield call up, and I'm like, "Who's this fool?" Okay, Caesar, I want to. I'm gonna just do what you just did. I'm gonna do my version of that. Go ahead. So it may overlap a little bit. I'm not sure, but like I was very passionate about this because it hurt my heart. Me too. Okay, off top, Roger Nangalin did not get called up. Tillerman's got called up, okay? 
I'm not hating on your boy. You like Tillman, but he didn't do anything this season. No, okay? and, and, and Tillman, Tillman, I, I don't think is is ready for that. No, life he's yet. a young dude. He's and he's, young. He's, he's frail not still. Life yet. He didn't okay. shut down Legon. <laughs> Hell no, he barely started. No. Um, okay, Roger Nigelin this season had 40 plus appearances. Okay, Tank in the past. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. In the past four seasons, he's had 40 plus appearances okay, for Roma. For Roma. Past, and, and and last season he had over fifty appearances for Roma. Okay, this season he had eleven appearances in Champions League. Um, in the last three seasons, the last three, what you talking about? What you thinking? So in the last four seasons he had forty appearances at least. Last oh least I'm at like, least. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, this doesn't make sense. No, at least forty. Oh, at least. And one of them he had fifty three appearances. For oh, okay. okay. Jesus, chill out. <laughs> right. In the last three seasons. Okay, not counting this season yet. They haven't done it yet. This so, is all, which is cool because you're saying this is in in four Cup, years to yeah, World Cup. Exactly. In the last three seasons, he's been the Serie A team of the year. That's wow. Last three seasons. In the midfield, okay? too, which is no as joke. As a midfielder. As a midfielder. In, okay. In, in, and he's in, not Italian. Italy? Yeah. Midfield? He's not Italian. No joke. Yeah. And he's tatted. Quite. <laughs> okay. Mar- Roberto Martinez said it, it was tactical. Okay. You're a liar, and the second word I want to say after that, we don't say on this podcast. But if we were to say it on the podcast, I would say you're a liar and something else. But I'm not going to say it on the podcast, and we don't say that word on this podcast. Agreed. Okay. But I feel you. Oh, yeah. You know what I was going to say. Um, Roberto Martinez, he's only won one trophy in his career as a, as a coach. That He won the FA Cup with Wigan Athletic in 2013. Jeez. The same season, they got relegated. <laughs> okay. Roberto Martinez doesn't know anything. Why is somebody going to listen to this guy? This is a guy that coached Everton, and they got beat by damn Dinamo Kiev and got embarrassed by Dinamo Kiev in Europa League, okay? He was never successful. Hold on. He was never successful as a coach. My issue isn't with Roberto Martinez. They probably got some issue, and Roberto Martinez is like, I don't want him here. My issue is with the Belgian FA. Roger Nangelin is your best player uh, aside from Eden Hazard. He's your best player in that midfield. He's your best midfield player. If Roberto Martinez can't get along with him, Roger Nangelin's going to win the... I, I don't think Belgium's going to win the World Cup, but if Belgium's going to get to the final of the World Cup, it's going to be on his back, not on whatever bullshit tactics Roberto Martinez has never had. He's never had no damn tactics. He doesn't know anything. He never won anything. They won something that got damn relegated. So how are you going to say this loser coach is more important than Roger Nangelin, who every damn year is winning a Serie A team of the year? The FA, whoever's the president of the FA, whoever makes them decisions, you got to be like, hey, Roberto, it doesn't. I don't see uh, Roger's name on here. <laughs> is that a mistake? Oh, no, nah, man, I'm having some issues with him. Okay, all right, man, well... Uh, we're gonna uh, just, we're gonna go no, ahead and move no, on from you. No, no, no. Uh, fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need him. Actually, we don't need you. The players play the goddamn game. We're talking about the World Cup. Okay, this isn't the damn club season. In the club, you need some tactics. The World Cup, you're gonna get lucky. You you're heart. gonna get some. You need, you need, you need heart, heart. heart. You need some balances. It ain't about some tactics no, in the it's World honestly Cup. Not. It's really not. It's not. And it ain't about no damn tactics. It's who wanted more? It ain't about a tactic when you're talking about a coach who don't have tactics. He's a loser certified up and down. So how is this guy more important than Roger Nangelin? We've seen this dude. I've I've seen Roger Nangelin. Am I wilding out? 
I've seen Roger Nangling go from playing like as, I don't want to say a deep-lying midfielder, but just like a very central type of midfielder. Then when he got with um, Spalletti over there at Roma, Roma turned him into a 10. And this dude was scoring goals. He brought goals into his repertoire. Which is crazy. And he was scoring goals, dog. Now he scores goals. I, I think that what's crazy is that you know, I don't like to often do it, but, you know, when do it, it comes to, to coaches. And do it more. I think it's a difference sometimes you can see with coaches like Roberto Martinez when they don't have a national attachment to the country. And he treated this He treated this as, as a club team. And that's the most disgusting thing you can do because this is he not, don't care about this no is damn, not uh, more. Belgium. He don't care about England's feelings or as a person. And he don't care about Belgium. No. You know, I think what's great about Chichi is that he, he talked about wanting to be the coach of Brazil since he was a kid. His yeah. mom said he was pretending to be a coach his whole life. He wanted the national team. That's a dream. Yeah. So he knows if he has the dreams to be this, the players do. Mm-hmm. Roberto Martinez never dreamed of being a Belgium coach his No, whole he's life. from Spain. I was he's just looking Spain. up where he's from Spain. He, he's from Spain because it'd be funny if he was Belgium. That'd be hilarious. But, you know. I think he's Basque. Hold up. No, no. Is that, oh, hold on. He said if he's from Belgium? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Oh, he's fake. He's he, he's Flemish. Mm. He's Flemish, and he just a... got there. Yeah. No, but, uh, <laughs> no. You know, and I think that Nigelin unfortunately became became a sacrifice because of that. Absolutely. Because because the, the comments I read, his comments, it really touched my heart because it was like it was like it, it was like him telling me like. You know, I've worked so hard for this, and, and I'm and, and I'm not 22. No, I'm he's not 30. 25. I'm 30. Yeah, and you know what? You 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 just literally put me up to sacrifice because yeah. I have to wait four years. Yeah, and I'm gonna be he's gonna th- get, I'm gonna be every bit of 34, 34, and I'm not even trying to be this, but with the body that he has and, and the work rate he puts, it doesn't promote longevity no, in his no, position. No, he plays hard. He's a grinder. He's big. And that, to me, and, and historically shown, it's going to lead to injuries and just slowing down. It's just tough. He might be okay. Especially, but you don't but, know. But Belgium has so much league. talent, yeah. It's a tough league yeah, but, and a lot of talent. But but you can be older and play in Serie A. But, yeah, like if playing for Belgium, right. there'll be some young it's dudes. Just, it's just like, to me, it was so disgusting to see yeah, that. Terrible. because the And then the fact that you think that we're going to be okay with the work tactical like like a dude who ain't got no tactics what are your tactical tactics to me tells me is like you think you're smarter than everybody yeah because you're trying to pass one over us when it's and it, the only thing people it sucks is that everybody turned into oh because Nigel's a shitty person like that's funny because the coach says tactical and then everybody says he's a shitty person when all of them doesn't matter because on the field the man puts every fucking has, sweat on that goddamn has, grass has he ever been a more shittier person than Zlatan Zlatan do anything he wants. Messi seen him slap the shit up. Yeah, Messi, Messi grabbed grabbed Rudiger by the neck. Yeah, yeah. Messi retired after they lost. And he ain't scored no damn goals Me- in the Messi, finals. Messi left his yeah. fucking country and he by dissed the him wayside. on the gram. He dissed him on the ground. So so don't even tell me about Messi. About... Di- Messi dissed him on the ground and then included Kunaguero. Kunaguero probably didn't even know. Kunaguero like he's like, like, yeah, like he's, he didn't even know what that caption was gonna say. He woke up like hey, he's like damn damn. Mexico doesn't What? <laughs> it's like what? Damn, yeah. I, I'd be scared too. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, you might know some people new L's. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, damn, you didn't tag me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, see a little dude on the bottom, dog. What, 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 My name ain't come up when what, I touch what, the joint, dog. Oh, I just want to tell you why. Why ain't you tag me? You're like tag yourself. Here's my phone. Uh, I don't see yeah. you on Sunday. I, I seen a video of Roger Nigling uh, cussing and smoking a cigarette. He had some a few drinks. It's Italy, dog. So this, wait a minute, it, wait a minute. So and it's funny to me. I'm like, oh, so now all of a sudden we're against players that cuss and smoke and, yeah, and drink. Yeah, yeah. Really now? I seen. I heard Bobo Vieri talk about they used to play and the dude would put uh, uh, peppers on his on his hand and do and uh, put a pepper in the dude's eyeball. So we're. T- I remember the dude in Argentina stuck the dude with a needle on the damn pitch. It's look. We're talking about the grown adults. Taro was putting his finger in people's buttholes. How to yeah, exactly. Chill. During the Copa America, sexually, sexually assaulting, assaulting somebody. Time's up for that guy. Um, Hashtag me. It's just so sad because I can't imagine somebody working so hard and being such an amazing player, and, and then he has to look and, and let Roberto Martinez tell him what to do. Roberto Martinez is saying what like he got to do. Roberto Martinez is a chump. Are you kidding he's me? Soft. He's scared. He's scared, and he's and he's pathetic. And I, pathetic. I and, and, and it's and like I didn't really have a crazy amount of respect from before. He's a but clown all, boy. But all that before, I just saw he's an analyst that was talking really cool on ESPN. But now, like I lost everything I ever amount of respect for you because you you didn't just. You didn't just not let someone play in a in a tournament and play next year or a team or an important game. Yeah. This is this is the World the Cup. World and, Cup dude. and what you understand is that the motivation all these players had just to get to playing on a on a club team was from watching the fucking World Cup. Exactly. It yeah. was to being around their families for the World Cup. Yeah. This is this is a construct of a lot of nations, how it's built for the sport. Yeah. And you, you took that away because of Tactics, alleged tactics. Roger Nigelin probably. What the up. hell are your tactics? Will tell his man. Tell me what you're doing with him. I just. What are you doing that Monaco couldn't do if, for 50 if, games this year? Caesar, if I was sitting there and the we made it with my we made it microphone and that in that press conference and they let me get a question, I'd be like, oh, so it's tactical. What are your tactics? I've never seen them before. <laughs> I've never seen their tactics before. What are your... Oh, I want to play... What are you going to do like the dude? I want to play a 4 3 one, two. <laughs> Oh, God. If I heard that, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, That's maybe terrible. we're... Maybe I'm wilding out. Maybe no, we're no, wilding no, out. No, no, no. It's like... I, you know, I, I can't... I can't... I just like... Look at this player. He's so good. And he should, he's probably looking like... Damn, I should have just played for Indonesia. You know, you know what I love most about Nangolin? Is he coming? <laughs> when I saw him at Supper Club last year, <laughs> what I like the most about him is during the Barca Roma game is that yeah he didn't score any goals. Uh, no, I he think he yeah. The game he didn't score, I think it was the first game. Uh, yeah, he didn't get assists or anything. No, he did. In the first game, he had assists and one goal. The other, he, he scored a goal. We got to talk about uh, what's going on in, in your favorite league and your favorite sport. Uh, the National Football League. What? <laughs> American football. You, you were a big uh, Steve McNair fan. You know I absolutely hate Steve McNair, especially <laughs> after we did the Frank Whitecheck. What did he do to Frank Whitecheck? First of all, he obliterated Frank Whitecheck's career. He, he, just leave me alone. He killed his career. There, uh, Frank Whitecheck uh, uh, went out on a, on a nice, easy uh, post, post route, and instead of just giving him a direct pass... <laughs> This dude, Steve McNair, lobbed it 80 feet there and land. You know Frank Weston's going to go catch it. He catches it. He got mowed down and ended his career right there. That play play over Frank Wycheck, my dog forever, a tight end. My favorite tight end. 
I used to love Frank Whitechuck. I hated Steve McGann. I hated him, too. Rest in peace, though. He did get murdered by his side chick. Um, who was wild, da- wild story. <laughs> who was Daisy, I think. Um, Damn. But you love Steve McNair. I, I, I used to love when they would bring out, was it Neil O'Donnell? I think it was whoever there was their backup. I used to be like, please just let that let him play. <laughs> Steve McNair sucks. Just let him play. I couldn't believe he, he won MVP, co-MVP with Peyton Manning. That was just stupid. I was like, this is ridiculous, and this is affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Steven did not deserve that, dude. Don't ever put him with Peyton Manning. Yeah, but don't ever put him with Peyton Manning, though. Um, <laughs> this is affirmative. Oh, that was affirmative. I was mad. I was like, didn't earn that. <laughs> All right, bam. Um, okay, Caesar. <laughs> okay, Caesar. Last week, um, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from this article on The Intercept uh, by Sean King. Uh, great reporter and great outlet, The Intercept is, in my opinion. I like him. I like Sean King. Yeah, he does his thing on the, on the internet. Uh, they used to be debating whether he's white or black or not. I always crack jokes about him being the white guy uh, from Black Lives Matter. I think he's black, but I'd be, I'd be joking around. Um, I think he's black, too. Uh, hopefully his friends do that with him, too. But <laughs> we don't really know what you are. Yeah, just be like, hey, let, let Sean go in Starbucks. <laughs> let Sean go in Starbucks. If he has friends, be dope. Oh, yeah, because I would do that when I was like, let Sean go, uh, <laughs> go talk to that police officer over there. Um... Okay, uh, last week, your favorite league voted the owners um, of the NFL teams, 31 out of 32 owners, voted to ban any form of on-field protest or demonstration during the pregame singing of the National Anthem. One team owner, Jed York of the 49ers, abstained, even though he didn't sign Colin Kaepernick back, Uh, (laughs) and... uh, you know, it, it, it caused, you know, honestly, this happened last week and they're not even talking about it anymore. Um, I think there's been some new developments. Um, I'm not exactly sure. They were saying that, um, you know, since the NFL uh, Players Association didn't vote on it, it's not like a real rule yet. I, I don't know. Um, but it hit the media and it's a big deal. Um, for two weeks. What? It's going to be a big deal for two weeks. Big facts. Um just, just to just to make it clear, because um, we do have an international audience, and not everybody watches American football. I would imagine most people listening to this podcast don't watch American football. Um, but it's the but it's the um, oh, I got the I got the stats for like how much it's worth compared to other leagues. Right here, the NFL is the most uh, baller ballerific league in the world. Um, it's worth this is saying that it's worth thirteen billion dollars. Um, the next league after it is the Major League Baseball at 9.5. The next league, league after that is the Premier League football uh, soccer, 5.3. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So the NFL is almost damn near tripling I mean, that shit. The NFL is just absurd TV contracts. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is the most, like, exp- like uh, the most, w- worth the most in the world. You want to see the rest of them? Um, MLS is worth allegedly uh, 461 million that's a lie Um, (laughs) what is this league oh damn Netherlands league is worth more than MLS okay so you're just going to steal the joint AFL Australian football league is worth 300 million (laughs) Japanese league it's worth more than MLS huh no it's right below it Uh, 40 million they're lying that's crazy yeah Liga Aki's is worth more than Bundesliga that's dope hell yeah they got way more people (laughs) Uh, oh no, that's actually. Oh, I'm sorry, actually, League X is just worth more than Bundesliga. Duh. Oh, oops. <laughs> the first one was way up there. Trying to rep for you guys. Um, oh, I can't wait to drop a transfer. 
Who are you talking about? I got news for you. Okay, I'm, I'm excited for that. Okay, so according to um, this study, um, 70% of the NFL players are black. Um, the ownership of the NFL, the owners, the owners, uh, only two teams, the Jaguars and the Bills, have non-white um, owners. Jaguars owner is Persian? Pakistani. Pakistani. And the Bills owner is an Asian dude. Um uh, it's an Asian dude. <laughs> What's wrong? I mean, no, nah, it's cool. You can say what you want. <laughs> okay, it's an Asian dude. Uh, what, what is that supposed to I mean? mean? <laughs> what is that? You tell us what that's supposed to mean. What an is Asian that, dude means. is that bad? I mean, it's kind of like crazy general. But right. I didn't say he says Asian American. I don't is know. Is Asian he... dude on there? <laughs> yes, yeah, it says Asian dash dude. I'm just continent dude. <laughs> Sorry, an Asian American Caesar. It doesn't say. I'm I mean, Pakistani could be Asian too. It's Asia. Exactly. Well, I'm just doing. So, there's, so basically, basically, all the owners in NFL are white, except two, two owners Asian. that are Asian. Well, look, take it up with Sean King. I don't know his geography. Come story. on, Shawnee. <laughs> um, Sean King, guys, you love that fullback. Uh, quarterback. The quarterback trash. Uh, I hated Sean King. He was <laughs> short and whack. They, I like Sean King. They couldn't because you liked him because he's black. Exactly. Yeah. Especially in 03, I was very sensitive back then. <laughs> I didn't like him because he was black. <laughs> okay. We're coming out. Coming out on the See, podcast. I have no qualms talking about. I used to hate black quarterbacks. I did. The only one I liked was Warren Moon. Moon. And then and then I didn't like none until like Teddy Dante Bridgewater. Culpepper? Oh, stop it! You didn't I, like you didn't like Don McNabb. Oh, stop it! I didn't like no black quarterbacks or Warren what about Moon. Jason Campbell. I like him because I like that he got picked before Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. I didn't like no black quarters from Warren Moon to Teddy Bridgewater. That's the only two. I didn't like none of them. Teddy Bridgewater, two. what team's he on right now? Did he, he's, not, he's not at the Vikings anymore? No. I have no idea. He's He, he definitely on the Vikings. He's on the Jets now. Yeah, that's terrible. I know. It's over. He got, he got sabotaged. You know why. Um, but not, yeah, I mean, they made it to the playoffs with a different quarterback anyways. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Caesar. Okay, let, let's stay on track because we start talking about old football players. We won't stop. Yeah, Trump candidate. <laughs> Stupid. Um, okay, um, Sean King. This is a very like it's a lengthy article and it has a lot of uh, yeah. different stats in here. Oh God. Um, there you go. In an anonymous straw poll of NFL players undertaken by Bleacher Report, this is Bleacher Report. I'm not trying to say this is. I'm, I'm just. I'm just telling the people what I'm reading from this article. And, and Sean King is reporting from other articles. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying what I think right now. This is what they're saying. For sure. Um, in, an, in an anonymous straw poll of NFL players undertaken by Bleacher Report, 21 out of 21 white players professed their support for Trump, while 20 of 22 black players supported Hillary Clinton. Um, many of the team uh, owners are huge Trump's donors and supporters. Um, and also Woody Johnson, who was the owner of the Jets, I guess he like maybe... Stepped down a little bit, but he got appointed as the uh, United States ambassador to the United Kingdom. Jesus. Yeah. Um, made it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, talk about getting made, and you got to get a nice pension. <laughs> it's a dream job. Um, I just want to say really quick, before we get into, like, the actual issue, I want to show, I want to say, like, how, I want to talk about some of the money that the NFL owners donated to Trump. Um, because, you know... I knew this stuff before. I, knew, I know about Woody Johnson uh, being a big Trump supporter, Robert Kraft, uh, Jerry Jones as well. Um, and uh, on CNN, they uh, 
have some statistics here. Oh, I think I got to read it, actually. Um, so the one Pakistani owner um, of the Jaguars gave a uh, million dollars to Trump. <laughs> and the dude, the, the, one of the biggest yachts in the world. Yeah, the, the guy with the mustache. He yeah. gave he gave a million dollars to Trump. Of course. Um, at least at least seven and a half million of uh, Trump's inaugural committee, one hundred six million came from NFL owners, um, and also NFL Ventures, which is a business unit like out of the league, gave a hundred thousand dollars to Trump. Um, the Kraft Group, which is uh, Bob Kraft's Kraft thing. cheese, yeah, um, is he pretty the Kraft cheese guy? I, to be honest with you, I don't know, but I know uh, Warren Buffett owns. Uh, Warren Buffett owns uh, uh, Kraft and Heinz. Relax right now. <laughs> um, Robert Kraft, <laughs> chill. Robert Kraft gave a million dollars to Trump. Uh, Bob McNair, also the owner of the Texans, who, damn, what did he say last year? He said that he, he, it's like he can't let the oh, prisoners run yes, the <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that on the podcast. Great guy. Uh, also gave a million dollars like, to Trump. Listen, J.J. Watt, come play for the Texans. Huh? Listen to J.J. Watt. Come play for the Texans, everybody. Yeah. Um, Way to go. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Browns. He gave 100000 Terrible organization. True. Um, he gave a total of uh, $400,000 to Trump. Um, Stan Kroenke, owner of the Rams, gave a million dollars. give me all the owners? <laughs> yes. Because that's really rough right now. <laughs> I get it. The owners gave money to Trump. I think no one else in the world even cares how much it is. I'm almost done. Why? <laughs> Why are you reading all their numbers? There's no, I'm not going to give all the owners. You're Might tired well. and annoying. I don't think anybody <laughs> is caring about the exact numbers they gave Trump. They just All you got to say is that they gave numbers to Trump. They're going to hate them. I don't care what you say right now. I'm still going to say these people in numbers. It doesn't this matter. Mm, this guy escaped <laughs> 400,000 dog Trump. Um, okay, Caesar, can I just finish? Can I finish? Fire it's almost done. $35 Trump. <laughs> um, okay, Caesar, hold on. Hold on. Stan LA Avengers uh, indoor football team gave okay. 22 bucks Stan to Trump. Stan owner of the Rams, gave a million dollars. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers co-chairman. Uh, Joe Glazer um, and his brother Ed, the Glazer family who also owned Menu, both gave uh, $250,000 to Trump. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I'll say, hold on. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, uh, Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder, Cowboys and Redskins, respectively, they both gave a million dollars to Trump. Woo! Um, AFC. So they're actually they're in it. I mean, yeah. Um, so Caesar, we saw last season and the season before uh, the players protesting against police violence by kneeling during the national anthem. Some players kneeled. Some some players put up the black fist. Some people sat on benches during the game. Huh? Some players just sat on the bench and didn't, they didn't stand up. Don't don't talk about Marshawn Lynch. He don't, no he don't no care. a bunch of players did that. I, I'm joking. Um... <laughs> And now it seems like they're going to be banning that. The players are going to have to either uh, stand up for the national anthem or they're going to have to stay in the locker room. The NFL doesn't want to see any kind of disruption during national during the national anthem. Trump, but before you say what you have to say, Trump uh, talked about it and he said he thinks it's good. And he says the players Duh. that are disrespecting the uh, national anthem, well, he called them sons of bitches last year. But um, he said the play was that or was that this year? 
That was, was last year. year. No, it was last year. It was last year. During one of his campaign rallies. I want to say it was in Alabama. Um, he called them sons of bitches. We had a special episode about that. Uh, yeah, it was last year. It was a special. It was our first special episode. Mm. Um, the one we put in Megan Rapino. Remember? Mm. Yeah. Um, he called them sons of bitches. And then uh, back then, and then this year, when he talked about it recently, he said, you know, maybe they shouldn't be there and maybe they, maybe they shouldn't be in the country. Uh, that's what Trump said. Uh, you know, shooting off the off the hip, I guess. Caesar, what do you think of this new supposed rule in the NFL? I think it's, I think it's stupid. I mean, obviously, I don't have to even say that. I don't think you have the right to relax. I don't think you have the right to tell players um, how they can express their freedoms. You know, there's things that it's it's basically, especially when even it's on the job. Even on the job, I mean, mm. um, in school, there's never been uh, mandatory standing for the uh, for the Pledge of Allegiance. Some schools get down like that. Um, our school didn't. We were a public school, so in a public school, you're under public. Yeah, you're in, in pu- Long Beach. You're under public funding. You're part of the government. So you, we, we they had people. There's people that were anti. This is a long time ago. Were anti uh, standing up for the flag or even putting their hand over their 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 right hand over their chest. Josie out the door. Joe's witnesses. Joe. So I mean, I just think that like to have a unique workplace where they require a a national anthem every single time, which is like football, because not every job does that. Wait, I don't know. Um, Hey, watch it. Not every job has a national (laughs) anthem. Watch it. (laughs) But you know, I don't get, I don't get the counter argument to people saying, "Hey, I didn't fight for the country to go do this." To me, I'm like, look, let's just keep it really real about just a lot of people doing their service. Like, come on now. now a, lot, a lot of people just join the army because they're just trying to pay some bills. <laughs> it's true. I, but it's, that's nothing to be wrong about. There's nothing bad about that. It's You you get a college education Caesar, right now. You can join the army Caesar. and make 4400 a month. It's, it's, it's a good way of living and providing for your family. So don't act like you went over there and did and did and did six months in North Carolina and then went on a boat or something like that for a year, chilling, messing with broads in Greece, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've been fighting for the nation. Like I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah, to everybody that went out there and then put their blood and, and shot and went battles. Appreciate it. I'm glad I still have this land. But to everybody else who's out there cleaning up toilets, I really don't care right now. I really don't. For real. <laughs> you was out there scraping up the toothbrushes the ground. <laughs> I'm just not. Don't be getting mad at football players. Sleepy Caesar with the bars. <laughs> I'm just not here. I'm really Sleepy not here. Sleepy Caesar for it. with the bars. Okay, just like 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 you what what you did if if you went out and served the nation honestly. And you did so much, and, and, and you, you've been basically defending our country. If that's what you went and go, did, that's great. Why are you caring about some, some, some guys who are running around the field with a ball in their hand, not standing during a, a national anthem? Why does that matter to you? That's so low in comparison to what you're doing in life. We were talking about traveling overseas and, 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 and fighting and coming to see your family, all this crazy stuff. You care about what some stupid football players are doing? We should we should we should all be insignificant. Our world should be insignificant compared to what you got done in life. So just go worry about that. You know, let them sit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I feel what you're saying, but 
aside from that, because I feel like you just had to get off the get off your chest. Um, aside from Caesar comes from a nation that's compulsory military service, but they're so ratchet, most of the people don't do it. But um, <laughs> okay, obviously we know that the them kneeling for the national anthem had nothing to do with the United States uh, patriotism. It had nothing to do with nationalism. No, but no- people take it as a patri- patriotic thing. That it had nothing to do with nationalism. No, it had nothing to do not. with uh, disrespecting violence. the flag. It had, no, well, it had to do with police police, police br- brutality. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's really unfortunate that... Okay, n- now I'm going to keep it gully, but I'm not going to go as hard as you because I'm not trying to completely alienate the, the audience. I'm joking. Okay, it's really unfortunate that People let the media and Donald Trump turn the them kneeling, like that protest action, into something that it wasn't. They shouldn't even have engaged in anything about the flag. Don't even engage the, the national anthem. Say it's all about police brutality. And and if they, you don't even have to say that. You know what, how would they would completely change the narrative? Say it's about protecting constitutional rights. Say that. Say that it's all about protecting constitutional rights. If, if uh, Dagon, uh, wasn't it Colin Kaepernick? <clears throat> Dagon. Uh, if Colin Kaepernick said, I'm about protecting constitutional rights, and and when the police are violating constitutional rights, I on a systematic level, um, I got to kneel during the national anthem because we got to talk about it. And if they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? Just show them this video. Trust me, I got plenty I can point you to many videos where uh, the uh, constables on patrol, cops, are violating people's uh, constitutional rights. Obviously, there's police officers that are not doing that, but there's some some that are. And, you know, we're supposed to be a nation of innocent to proven guilty and due process. And there's a lot of people that are like, yo, how come you can get killed for running um, but like somebody, but like if you shoot up the church and you give up, you know, you're, you're, you're okay. You can live. But if you, uh, you know, if the cop asks you to go get your idea and you go too fast, you might get shot. People are protesting against that and they're kneeling to the national anthem. It's sad. And I, I like, as somebody who's like kind of been in tune with like how the media works for a long time. They they completely shifted the narrative, and a lot of those players. And I'm not blaming them because they're probably not as savvy as those people in the media. They're very smart. Um, a lot of those players let that happen. Don't let it be about the flag, no matter what. When somebody said, "Oh, they talked about the flag," oh, okay, now, this is what I'm talking about, and just put your phone and show the video. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that it had to come to this where the people have to try to make some rule or whatever. Um, I don't know when it was. Um, sometime in the mid two thousands, the armed services paid, um, let, let me say this and I'm gonna flip it. Uh, the armed services, I don't know if it was the army or, you know, Marines or just like the whole thing paid the NFL. However, many millions of dollars, however many millions of dollars, sleepy Caesar in the building, However many, I'm about to cough. <laughs> however many, but you still see me. She'll see me. Um, however many millions of dollars to have to like televise the national anthem. It was a significant amount. <clears throat> I heard somebody saying that the other day, and I'm like, 
excuse me? No, that means the people paid the NFL. The people pay for the military, actually. It's a socialist institution. <laughs> the, we paid. They didn't pay. <laughs> they're, they don't, they're not a corporation. No, Pepsi might have paid. But when the army pays, that means me and you and you and you and you uh, and the person that uh, cleaning up the bathroom down the street, we paid, actually. That's another thing, too, that the players could be saying, be like, look, it ain't like like we fund the military. So I don't know the way that we wouldn't the way we would be disrespecting the flag and the armed services if we didn't pay our taxes. That's how we would be doing it. Absolutely. But look at this return. I'm making the mills and I'm paying. What trouble is yours? (laughs) (laughs) I got my return right here. Yeah. Your turn. Show your tax return challenge. Trump joining, dog. And 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 just you can't let the media. The media is they're the spin doctors. Yeah. And and honestly, to take it back to what we're doing, like a lot of my issue, the reason why we wanted to start this podcast is because we see some of the main outlets. You know, they, they, it's follow the leader a lot of time. Absolutely. It's just like somebody says something and everybody else got to repeat it. Absolutely, and not a lot of originality and not a people, not a lot of people that want to step out of the mainstream a little bit. Although you see the soccer fans, want, they want that. They want something different than the mainstream, but nobody's giving it to them. So they just go on social media and they say crazy shit. Back to what's going on in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to diss the military like you did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't diss the military. <laughs> okay. Um, I diss certain people that enlist. <laughs> yeah, well, I know who you're dissing, actually. You you d- did drop mad subs. <laughs> Um, like I said, it's unfortunate that the the narrative got changed. Um, they're not even talking about the police at all anymore. They're talking about the national anthem. They're talking about the flag. And I'm like, dude, it wasn't even like nobody cares. Nobody cares about the the, the like singing that. Like nobody cares. It isn't like. Oh man, they play the national anthem and go run through wall. Sometimes it's it's cool, and sometimes you go use the bathroom. Like it's not like like we're not some uh, you know. Dick, hopefully, we're not going towards this. I don't think, but that. but we're we're not some dictatorship where it's like you got to worship the state. I remember I had a Turkish friend. I don't know if they still do this in Turkey, but I had a Turkish friend. And who knows if he was telling the truth or not? But or if it was like in the whole Turkey, just where he was. Um, at certain at a certain time or a certain parts of the day that would play a song uh, dedicated to uh, Kamal Ataturk who's like the founder of the modern Turkish state and every everybody had to stop like you had to like stop and like you couldn't do anything while they're playing the um, like that song dedicated to him um, certain nations where it's just like it's almost like a, a cultish kind of state worship um, I never been to this place I don't know if it's exactly true but they say that about North Korea um, I, I've, and in some countries, it's like <clears throat> embedded in like, like it's a it's a sing along type of culture when it comes to the national anthem as well. Like Brazil, like I think the difference between like let's say a country like Brazil and some Latin countries, their national anthem and like America's, and a lot of people don't know it their national anthem because a lot of times they're just quiet listening to it with their yeah. heart, heart over the heart. But in like places like Brazil, like you're encouraged to sing along, so everybody pretty much knows it. 
And that's why when you go to say, the soccer games, it's like the whole arena is like singing yeah. the, is singing a national anthem. So it's yeah. like different. Every, everybody everybody kind of does it different. But but uh, but you know, I'm not gonna get like <laughs> get into like how Brazil because we have them conversations too about the differences between like America and Brazil and other like West Hemisphere nations. We get to then in our friendship. We're not gonna bore you with that on the podcast, no. but. Um, you know, if there was a situation in Brazil where the, I mean, I would imagine like if Lula was president, they, you know, people would actually be down for this conversation. Bolsonaro win, you're going to get shot. No, I'm joking. But like, if people are, are you? <laughs> no, well, not me. I ain't going. <laughs> are you joking? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, if they if, if if there's like some stuff going on in Brazil and people are like, look, during the national anthem, we're gonna choose to like raise these signs up. You know, you're trying to get attention. We're not we don't we're not saying that uh, burn the flag or this nation Absolutely sucks. Not. We're just saying that there needs to be change, yeah. and we're trying to encourage it's just the message. We're trying to talk, have a dialogue here, but you can't let the media. Especially in America, you can't let the media alter your dialogue. Exactly, at all. You have to be focused. You have to be focused. Be like, oh, he's uh, okay. He said we're disrespecting the flag. Okay, that's what he said. I think this one of the biggest mistakes Kaepernick did was Kaepernick did, which is not his fault, hmm. was engage with the media all the time about what's going on. Like when they kept asking him questions in the locker room. He would like keep answering. About I don't even it. remember honestly. I I, he he kept giving really great answers about mm-hmm. like, but he was answering questions. And if you notice the question, they were starting to try to go off of what he Until, was doing. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you they feel were... about this incident here? <laughs> what do you feel about this? What about this influences your point? Like, no, it, like he should have just been like, show the video, or whatever, or yeah. been like, you can uh, have this website. You go here, and this speaks about everything. My mission statement, yeah. and what I'm trying to accomplish. Just be like, I seen one, like, be like, look, I saw a video where the cops were in some dude house, and they didn't have a warrant, and that could have been me. So I, like, we got, we got, we got to have a conversation about that. That's it. Just be like, yeah, the reason why I kneeled during the national anthem because y'all are going to come talk to me about it, and now, now we can talk about this in the, in the mainstream. They let, they let, you know, these different media outlets and like. The president, yeah, alter the message, and now these uh, owners capitulated to him, even though they showed some support during the season. Some of them, um, they now like they're being banned from that action. Yeah. Um, now, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, you know, that's a good thing. Like, it's a private institution. Like, you know, they can the, the NFL can make those rules, and the, and the NFL can make those. It's true, rules. they're private. I mean, yeah, they're they're not, they're they not, they. They could, you know, I mean, they're a non-profit. They're a non-profit. They, they, private. Yeah. A $13 billion non-profit. non-profit. Hmm. Yeah. Was, it, was that emoji? I, I don't have it. Um, you do. I think I have it on Twitter, but I don't think I have it on like, my actual Well, because on WhatsApp, you're clicking your own keyboard. Oh, no. I have it on WhatsApp, but I don't have it on my normal joint. Well, who texts? <laughs> who texts anymore? Okay. Um, damn, I forgot what I was saying. All good. <laughs> Can you stop? Uh... Shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, um, yeah. It, it, oh, they took away that right from them, and I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Because, they okay, they said that they're going to find the team if, if uh, somebody uh, kneels or whatever or doesn't get out of The just owner said he'll cover all fines. Yeah, he said he'll cover it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, because that guy is the son of Woody Johnson, who was a big Trump guy. And uh, Woody Johnson is also a U.S. ambassador to the U.K., which I think Damien from The Omen was, too. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I think he was, or his dad was. I, I think his dad was actually. Um, 
but he was born of a jackal. Uh, Damien, the Omen. You never watched the Omen? Oh, it's great. You never watched it? I think I did, but I don't remember. There's three of them. Dog, the Omen's great. Great. I want to watch them now. Oh, the Omen's great horror movies. Dog. You want to watch Infinity War today? Uh, or what? So, uh-huh. Want to watch Infinity War today or what? I mean, you sleepy already, dog. <laughs> no, I can do time for a movie. Stop it. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, so he said he's going to cover it. We'll, we'll see. So the teams are going to get fined, um, and I don't know how much it's going to be. Who knows it's going to happen? Maybe the Players Association will uh, fight this or whatever. For some reason, it became a, it wasn't even a topic anymore. I'm, I'm pretty sure no more players are going to be kneeling this season. Um, now it's back uh, in, in the news again. Um, and honestly, like it plays into certain agendas where they're just looking to blame anybody else, just blame somebody for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't get too much into politics. You know how I give it up. You know how I give it up. Ain't no giving up. You already know how I get up. Um, anyway, so like this kind of one. Yaya Torre. Hey, that used to be my dog, man. Yaya's a great player, honestly. He's, like, a he's, a, he's, a, he's a baller. You know what I like about him? He's, he's big man, but he's light on them feet. Oh, very light. Um, he's, like, he's, like, he's like a good tight end. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Um, he, he probably run better routes than Calvin Johnson. Um, Absolutely. Yaya Torre came out with the scathing interview um, talking yeah, about... He was getting lit on this interview. He, didn't he said, play I'm no, not holding back. He didn't play no games talking to France football <laughs> uh, about your boy, Pep Guardiola. This is an article I'm actually down for you to read, so go ahead. Okay, I'm going to read like his quotes. Um, <laughs> he came out talking about France football. I mean, I'm talking about Pep Guardiola and France football. Magazine, he said, "Okay, like, okay, I, I'll just, I'll just start from the beginning." <laughs> uh, this is Yaya Tori in quotes saying, "He, referring to Guardiola, insists he has no problems with black players because he is too intelligent to be caught out. Uh, but when you realize that he has problems with Africans wherever he goes, I ask myself questions. He will never admit it, but the day he'll line up a team in which he in which we find five Africans not naturalized, I, pr- I promise I'll send him a cake. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Um, you know it's so funny. Before you start, I remember when when uh, I remember when uh, Man City got Pep Guardiola, and I just remember thinking to myself, "Damn." Poor Yaya. <laughs> yeah. Here goes again. Oh, yeah. Yaya, young, Af- young African made it to Barcelona doing his thing, starting. Pep comes in, see ya. Absolutely. Then Man City, see ya. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, Yaya Torre won three uh, EPL titles with Man City, yep. including last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to wait till the final home match against Brighton <laughs> to get to, to start. He, he only started one game, and it was the final home match. <laughs> In total, he played 228 minutes in the league wow. and was left out of the... Um, That's less he, than three games. <laughs> basically. That's terrible. Um, three games is 20, 270 minutes. Yeah. Um, wow. He was left out of the Carabao Cup final victory against Arsenal, which is like the EFL Cup, whatever, despite having played in four of the previous ties in the competition. So he had played four games in that competition, and then Pep left him out of the final. Um, he... Uh, Yaya Torre continued to say, Pep likes to dominate and wants to have obedient players who lick his hands, which I guess is like a French saying. Like kiss his feet type of thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yaya said, I don't like this kind of relationship. I respect my coach, but I'm not his thing. Like all, player, like all players, I have bickered with my coaches, but at a certain point, men who do not understand each other reconcile. This is not possible with Pep, who is very rigid. The other players will never admit it publicly, but some have already told me that they ended up hating him because he manipulates and plays a lot with your head. I think I was dealing with someone who just wanted revenge on me. I don't know why, uh, but I have the impression that he was jealous of me, that he took me for a rival. Um, we always looked at each other weirdly, um, longingly in a sunset. He was, he was spinning around me without saying anything, watching me, gauging me, but not talking to me yet. He knows that I speak Catalan, Spanish and English. (laughs) It should be enough to communicate, but apparently no. Every time we pass each other, he seemed embarrassed as if I made him a little self-conscious as if also he had understood that I knew him perfectly. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, let me just say this last quote here. Uh, as someone uh, who is proud, uh, he wants to he wants to succeed with his with his players. Though he uh, those he has chosen, um, and not those who have been chosen by others. Okay, like he wants to get like win with the. Players. Yeah, he, he wants just, to win the but he brought yeah. in other people. Uh, this, this is his project, and woe to him who does not belong to it. Actually, I want to be the one who breaks the Guardiola myth a bit. Barcelona, he did not invent it. He just had the intelligence to adapt what Cruyff had set up. Then at Bayern and City, he tried to reproduce the same patterns, but with this requirement, working with his players and with almost unlimited means. It would not work at Crystal Palace or Watford. <laughs> uh, okay, that's it. Uh, okay, let's, let's Yaya's just, hilarious. Um, Can we get Yaya on the show? You feel me? Um... <laughs> He okay. Let me just. This is like the end. He said, "I would have preferred." Um, I guess like they did like a ceremony, and Pep Guardiola was there for uh, what's his name for Yaya Torre. Um, he said, "Yaya Torre said I would have preferred to have no ceremony and leave with my head higher." I have the impression that Pep, without acknowledgement or respect, did everything to spoil my last season. It hurts when you spend eight years in a club. He stole my far- farewells with City, a club where the fans are beautiful. I would have liked to uh, mm. like to leave with the emotion of this club as uh, Iniesta or Buffon left, but Pep prevented me. A lot to take on there. A lot to uh, there, and there were some other quotes from some other articles that they didn't put in this one. Um, a lot, a lot to take in there. A lot that Pep. I mean, uh, Yaya Torre saying about Pep. He didn't play no games. He did not hold back. He said. I'm going to expose you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I ain't going to expose you. I'm going to expose you. Can't say I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about it at all. Yeah, he just went for it. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, uh, like, you know what's so funny? Whenever someone talks about another person, mm. and you just, like, always kind of reluctant to believe them. Yeah. But then sometimes... They start talking and you go, yeah, you know yeah, what, it seems, it seems this, 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 and you know what, like this seems this seems like it adds up to me. Yeah, like I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ride with you. For this. <laughs> like, you know, I've always respected Pep as a coach. I thought he's a legendary coach. Yeah. I as much as I hate Barcelona with everything inside me, mm-hmm. I was more than impressed how they played when they won under Pep. I was like, who's this young bald coach balling out? I was like, oh, that's Guardiola back in the day when he had hair. It, it was just incredible, you know, yeah. especially like, it, it just, they were a baller team. Yeah. And those Bayern teams were scary a little bit. And yeah. then, they, you know, Real Madrid slapped them around. Yeah, they did. But, you know, in Man City, got, uh, couldn't get played, past. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get past. But, but, but they played great football in EPL. They play, played amazing football in yeah. EPL. Yeah. Just couldn't get past. 
you know. Veto in Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It is good to win. Yeah. But, you know, you would you would kind of like to not take, you would, if you're the king not to believe, Pep, I mean, Yaya, you kind of listen to his stuff, and he seems to get really, really detailed and yeah, specific. Yeah. Like, one of the things noting that, hey, I speak four languages, so never, don't ever try to consider this a language issue. Yeah. I don't just speak Spanish. I speak Catalan, yeah. son. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's kind of gangster. <laughs> I didn't know they'd be having to learn Catalan when they're at Barcelona. No, but that's really fresh. Yeah, though. that's kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool if, like, him, if, him if, and, if your yeah. dad knew Catalan and Spanish. Like, Damn, really? <laughs> him and... Him and uh... <laughs> Uh, ball day having the conversation with Catalan. <laughs> that is so cool. Yo, I would, I would, that would be the best thing ever to watch them talk to each other <laughs> the on ball. the pitch. And if I ever see them on a pitch together, I'm going to be like, I should, damn, I'm going to go back and look for an AFCON clip if they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're speaking Catalan yeah, They're right definitely now. doing it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's pretty crazy though. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, you know, Pep seems like the kind of guy that has very much sees himself, you know. Mm-hmm. He 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 values himself a lot, yeah. and he values his own philosophies very much. Yeah, and, he seems and that and that would in very arrogant. So that I think that would that would there's going to be two ends of that spectrum. If you're on the good side, it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. But he's a great well, coach. He's working for me. I, he's helped me grow, blah, 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 develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it seems on you the gotta, other side. But it seems you got to like debase yourself, kind of, and just kind of like that, be well, a slave, kind of. You, you know, you know what though? It yeah. makes sense why he would want like really good young stars. Exactly. Yeah. Like like a Gabriel Jesus. Maybe, maybe that's why. That, Name. Don't ever do that again. I, I heard that. Maybe that's why Sane. I heard that. Do maybe, what? Yeah, you stop. You're making that face. Maybe that's why Sane couldn't really oh, make it. Into, <laughs> maybe that's what kept Sane Jesus. out of the Germany team. He he was like coming in. He, he's a young, impressionable dude. He probably coming in telling Joachim Love, uh, "Hey, that's no, not this what we do. Yeah, this, this is what we do oh, with Pep." Somebody. Yeah, exactly. Because I'd be like, "You got twelve caps, zero goals for the national team." He gonna tell me how to play? He probably, you know, he probably came in. Oh, well, 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 Pep. Um, this is what we do. This is what we do with Pep. We'd be like, um. I win the World Cup, not Pep. That's funny. <laughs> what do you say to Gungadon? Who? <laughs> Gunga, Gungadon. Gungadon old enough to not be acting like that. Probably. He'd be like, yeah, whatever. He'd be like, Sonny said, what? Like, don't just, just, just cut him. Actually, yeah, don't bring him. Bring oh. Royce instead. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Royce. He got okay. sleep tats. <laughs> okay, Caesar. Royce. I want to like when I when I seen the story. I was like, you know what? I want to get, I want to dig deep into this, and I want to bring up other things, other things that players have said about uh, Pep Guardiola because we're going to dig deep into this. Obviously, we know Zlatan. Go ahead. Obviously, we know Zlatan as. Uh, obviously, we know Zlatan has had his issues with uh, Pep back in the day. Um, I don't really want to get back into that because that's like super long. But uh, Yaya Torre back at Barcelona, he said that. Um, um, he said that whenever I asked him something, he would always give me strange answers, and he pretty much ignored me. Um, he said that he, uh, Yaya Torre at Barcelona said that he didn't speak to Pep Guardiola for a year, um, like for a whole year. Um, I mean, it's crazy. And then when I remember when uh, Pep went to, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. When, whenever Yaya Torre went to City, um, uh, I apologize. When Pep went to City. After Yaya Torre's already there, I remember Yaya Torre's agent said, um, Pep doesn't, I think you remember this when his agent like lashed out when Pep got signed as the coach. Um, he said that Pep doesn't want players with personality. He only, he only wants players who are scared of him and will do what he says. Slaves. Basically. Which um, Kanye said is an option. <laughs> in that case, it is. Uh, um, his agent also said uh, the first thing he did, his agent's name is Dimitri Seluk. 
Um, the first thing he did when he arrived at City was pick a fight with Yaya and Joe Hart, the clubs of uh, the the club's oh, two yeah. biggest oh, players. Yeah, because remember he shipped that. Joe yeah. Ho Hart out too. Um, he was done though. Honestly, dog, like he brought in, um, he brought in uh, Carl, Claudio Bravo. Like, Joe Hart and Claudio Bravo, like, come on, dog. Like, there, there's yeah, not yeah, much difference yeah. there. No, they're not. No, and obviously, no one, no Ho, Hart, Ho Hart's probably better than Claudio Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> At least in EPL. He just he wanted to get as much as much uh, uh, Barcelona he could over there in that club as he could. Exactly. Um, okay. Yaya Torre said that he has, play, he has problems with African players. Another Barcelona player that he had uh, when Pep was in Barcelona was Samuel Eto'o. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some issues with Eto'o. Um, Eto said that, um, uh, okay, th- this is kind of wild. Um, oh, no. th- there's not a whole lot of quotes. I but, love Eto, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah, Eto, when he had, when he had um, some some issues with him, um, he said, um, when they, whenever they talked, he said, I, I reminded Guardiola that he'd never been a great player, um, that he was a good player, but not a great player. <laughs> and as a coach, he hadn't proven anything. <laughs> Um, and I guess like all these players like wanted him to stay, like, uh, Xavi wanted him to stay and stuff. Um, but basically Samuel was like, we didn't have, like, he didn't respect me. So I didn't respect him type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine like a young pet coming as a coach. Kind of trying to like boss, be this yeah. guy, boss. I thought just like, look, let me tell you something, dog. Yeah, I was there when you played, yeah. and you wasn't shit. <laughs> so, and, and you were a defender. Yeah. So I was out there breaking you off your ankles. Yeah. So why don't you just chill out a little bit? Because I think I know what I'm doing around here. Yeah. I've been I've been in this this Spanish league a minute now, boy. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> you you wasn't shit back then, and you still ain't shit now. Like it seems like a lot of players talk about like not being able to communicate with him and like not being able to talk to him. He Frank, seems like the kind of person that would do the whole like 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 not even like look at you. In the yeah, eyes like he just like, he leaves, seems like that dude. Yeah. That's, just, that's making me mad. <laughs> um, Frank Ribery talked about it. Um, oh god! When, when, whenever uh, Pep left and they got Frank Ribery is an African player too. But go ahead. Oh yeah, he's he's more African than Ronaldo probably. Um, <laughs> and he's damn. he's actually something, but we don't say that on this podcast. Um, Whenever they got uh, Ancelotti, like, uh, Ribery was saying, like, uh, Ancelotti knows how to treat a player. Um, he's a gift for Bayern. I feel with, feel confident with him again. Um, he said our current coach, Ancelotti, likes to exchange opinions with players, and so the conversation goes back and forth. He said with Pep, it was different. I would have to approach him because if I wanted to have a dis- – because if I want to have a discussion, uh, then I have to go looking for him. Like, I had to go, like, try to find him if I want to have a discussion with him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, and Zlatan, too, talked about, like, the communication issues with him, like, not being able to talk to him. And I think Zlatan said, like, basically, like, men speak to each other. Like, they don't just, like, like, he said something like that. Like, you know, if you're a man, then, like, he said he's, all, he's these, not a real man all, or something like that. These are all... <laughs> I don't doubt it. These are all players that obviously have a, have, have a personality. Thank you. And, I, and I, that's one of the things I think the fundamental uh, 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 talent a coach needs to have is the ability to, to communicate. To communicate yeah. with, and Especially your star and, players. And, and the communication doesn't just entail different languages. Communication entails people from different type of backgrounds, people yeah. with different type of personalities and characteristics. You know, you got to be, a coach needs to be versatile. Yeah. And, not, and the Stern coach thing works. If you have a bunch of players that that submit to your will and and, and are completely um, absolved in your system, but when you have players who are already established yeah. and esteemed, and you bring and, and, and they're successful, here, yeah. and you didn't bring them in, they're yeah. already there when you got there. 
That that's that's different. That's that, when you try to impo- impose your your law, and it's not working around here. It's yeah. it's like uh, you know, it's it's like an abusive relationship. It's like okay, let me take this uh, big star and let me just like say, hey, like, instead of, you know, shooting when you hear, like, I need you to pass it because this isn't that. And the player's probably like, well, damn, like, that's where I got, like, most of my goals. But okay. But then he's probably like, you know what? Like, you got some ulterior motives. Like, you're just trying to change my game to make yourself feel powerful. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, excuse me, I think that's probably what Pep's thing is. Like, he wants to, if he has some player with some ego and, like, not, like, in in a bad way, but some player with some confidence, he's like, let me just try to bring that confidence down so I can manipulate this person. You know, another great example, we're talking about, not even a young player, but a star that went with Pep is is Thierry Henry. Mm. You know, Thierry Henry, he he, brought him in. Okay, And and what happens when you, when a coach that you respect brings you in? What what are you already subconsciously doing your... You're you're believing in the system. You're yeah. invested in this. Yeah. You make a personal investment to basically bring yourself down a little bit for because you believe this coach is going to lead yeah, you. Yeah, you to want greatness. them to coach you. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, all right. So and when he talks about the plays or whatever, he he talks so admiringly and and great about the system. He talks about system and tactics. Yeah. Which is great when you have accepted that you're going to go under his system because the Darion Reed that played at Barcelona was a different one than it was at Arsenal. Mm. How so? so? Uh, in Arsenal, he was more of like a point man up top, mm. and then at at, uh, at Barcelona, he became part of an entire system. He mm. became a piece yeah. in, 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 and and yeah. every yeah, involved in everything. Yeah. So it's it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, sometimes. I don't want to call Pep a genius. I don't think he's a genius. Like, I think, I think he's, he's a intelligent guy. Uh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. he's. A, I'm sure he's a smart guy. But genius, when it comes to coaching, it's like, come on, dog. But, like, he didn't invent anything. Like, like uh, yeah, I to say, he didn't, he didn't invent it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think he's, I think he's good at telling the players. Like, when you watch City play this year, like, no other team plays like that in EPL. Nope. I think what he told them was, like, just trust, just trust what we're doing. Yeah. Just trust, like, just pass the ball just trust me. You know what I mean? Like, don't long ball it. Just trust me. It'll work out. And if it doesn't work out, it's, it's obviously my tactics. Like they're not going to blame you guys. They're going to blame me. Um, I, I honestly think that's what he probably told him. And in practice, they probably practiced a lot more than EPL teams usually do. Um, but going back to what Yaya Torre said, Yaya Torre accused Pep Guardiola of being racist. I mean, honestly, he did. Absolutely. He accused him, and that's a big deal in football. You know, it, is. it is. It's a big deal. And he said that if he got five African he players. He said he likes light-skinned players. <laughs> he said if he, if he got Sane, five. Sane, Jesus. <laughs> but but, but, but where, where are the zombie and Guisas? Where of the world? Where are those players? <laughs> Zombo true. and Guisa. He said if he got five African players on the team, I'll send him a cake. He said, "Would Ronaldo count?" He should. <laughs> um, he said in a, another quote, he said, "Like he he questioned if if Pep didn't like him because of his skin color. Like he's openly questioning." Kyle that. Walker's chilling, you know, and, Danilo, and, and Egyptian Danilo's chilling, yeah, and 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 who knows if that could end up being a, a situation for Pep in the future? I'm not sure, but I can't let Yaya Torre slide on that because I remember things. I remember, remember. I remember. And I remember he had a dream. And I and we've talked about this on the podcast before when Nicole was on here. I remember Yaya Tori. This was November 2015. 
said that uh, he he talked about African players and he said oh I Afri- remember now yes, he I said, remember now he said Africans have a tend- tendency to slack off they're living in a world of their own they believe they made it they're the greatest huh gotcha yeah <laughs> they believe they made it they're the greatest and the strongest but they don't understand that there are many more hills to climb to reach the top Unfor- one of them is Pep. <laughs> He's talking about. He said, "Unfortunately, many only see the bright side of this job—the easy money, the girls, the parties, the big cars, and the beautiful clothes—and they give up too quickly on the idea of matching the best players." Tory also said, "Many are content with little. They send money back home and are safe for the next few years. What's the point of suffering? Like to try to be like sacrifice to be a really good player." Um, I have the feeling they prohibit themselves from dreaming big with a kind of a fatalistic resignation. They believe that the highest level is not for them. For some time now, I have also seen that Africans are struggling struggling to impose themselves or to exist in in larger teams. Um, and then he said, like, all this is the fault of like drug bud, Eto, oh. SCN, Okocha, uh, perhaps uh, a little bit of my own. He said about himself because like maybe they were so good that they set the bar so high. Um, he he said some other stuff too. But, it, what um, about Mosala? <laughs> this huh? is before his time. Um, huh? now, now, yeah, seriously, that's a real one. <laughs> uh, now, if Pep does have a problem with African players and has had issues with African players, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the, and, and, and I'm not saying that reason is real, okay. you, but this, but this is dangerous to talk I, about. I'm not, You're, I'm, I'm relying on what Yaya Torre said. It, he said it and he has more authority to say it than us. So maybe what Yaya Tori said because he said that you, you're you're saying because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Right yeah, it's now. not dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah, what to, I should have I should record this episode with cameras. Yeah. save ourselves. <laughs> you know, maybe he's yeah. What what clearly Yaya believes about Africans mm-hmm. might also be along the lines of what Pep believes. Exactly. So maybe all more similar than you guys think. Maybe, maybe you guys are maybe you guys are on the same team. You don't even know exactly. And honestly, I mean, I know the people in the media, or whatever. Like they're probably hearing this, they probably don't remember that when when Yaya Torre said that. But that's a big deal. I remember that when it came out. Like, damn, he going hard against African players right why, now. Why are you coming at right? Sub-Saharans like that. Uh, I think it was like the same year that uh, Ivory Coast won. Um, you know what it was? Afcon. You know what it was? I'm pretty sure it was around the time. Damn, I wish it. I think it was after um, the year that Ivory Coast won Afcon. They played against Ghana. They uh, the uh, African Federation gave Player of the Year to Abumiang, hmm. and Yaya Torre was pissed. Mm-hmm. He said, "Like the Yaya Torre was like pissed off." He said, "Like even like FIFA wouldn't do that with Bal-. He he said, "Like he deserved it." Like they, like. He should have got it, and, it, and the, he said it was like a travesty. He said it was pathetic that they gave it to uh, Abumiang. He said that publicly, and they like asked Abumiang, like, "Hey, did you hear what Yaya Torre's like?" I don't want to talk about that. And like, even uh, and it was like the three nominated were um, Abumiang, Yaya Torre, and Andre Ayu. Um, and <laughs> Ayu, Ayu was saying like, kind of like, yeah, like you know, I felt like you know, Ivory Coast is in the final, like Ghana was in the final, like maybe one of us should have got it. And they gave it to Abumiang. Who w- tore it up the other year? That was his thirty year. 30 yeah, no, he year. had a lot of goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like, yeah, Tori saying like, yeah, but like this is an African uh, uh, award. Like it's, it's an African Federation award, the CAF. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, winning the uh, AFCON should count for something, you know what I mean? And I, I feel him, but I don't really feel how he went about it, but yeah. I understand what he's saying. I, I, can, I mean, he has a fair argument. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. No, he has a fair like, argument. Like, Aubameyang didn't do anything for Africa. Mm. Like, you can get the BBC African Player of the Year, yeah, but, like, the, Af- the, the AFCON Player they, of the Year... They, like, got limited, like, group stage or something like that. They Probably. Gabon is not good at all. But they, uh, they do have two players. Oh, here we go. They have two players. <laughs> they got, uh, they got Lamina. Yang. Uh, Lamina. I mean, and who the guy who used to play for Villarreal? I don't know. Bakam, Bakambu? No, no, he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay. Um, okay. Well, they got they got they got Lamina from Compton, so it's whatever. Yeah. Okay, so if Lamina yeah, was at twenty four hour right now, be all good. Yeah, Yaya just uh, don't do it. Don't I'm do, gonna it. do it. Yaya Tori. We're on this topic. Yaya Tori has a history. Of going hard against Africans, mm-hmm. he did that after Afcon, <laughs> and he did that after uh, uh, when he's talking about how African players so, basically are lazy. Well, well, so, what so, are you saying to Yaya right now? I, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know if Pep is like all the other stuff about Pep's personality. That's probably true. Other players have stated that. But what about him? Um, but, five as, but, as far, but as far as uh, Yaya Torre saying like he might be racist against Africans, basically, it might be true. It might be. But the, he might have the same complaints that you talked and, about, and, and it might be of the same ideology you believe. Yeah, in. he might be saying like, "Damn, these guys ain't putting in the work." Like, they like they, they they just okay. Damn, I'm, I'm you know, I don't know if that's true. I don't know, but Yaya Tori pointed that out, and he's got he's the one that gets, is able to do that. He's the Yo, one that gets to say it. I'm, yeah. I'm on the show on record. I'm impressed. If, if, hey, if, hey, <laughs> hey, real talk, that went hard right now. That was like watching a Sherlock Holmes episode. You know how it I all give it up? back. It you know all we back. You was talking all that greasy. Let alone, you was, you was saying the same I'm setting Yaya Tori black ass up. You know I'm setting him up. Setting him up to knock him down. You know how I give it up. I'm setting him up to knock him down. My, that but but that's the thing like when you're mad like you can't forget about the stuff that you said before you you're saying this guy has a problem with African players or maybe I don't know if he's saying he does but he said he has to question that Possibly. and if you don't have five not naturalized African players that's that's just stupid you pick mm-hmm. the best players but if he has a problem if Pep Guardiola came out and said look if they were like hey how come you don't be having a, a bunch of African players. He'd be like, well, like, they're kind of lazy. Like, you know, if he said that, it'd be the biggest scandal ever. Absolutely. Biggest scandal ever. If he said the exact, you know, they're just fine. They, they just like girls in, in cars. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they, they get, they, they reach the point in their lives and they, they think they, they made it. They don't have any ambition to be the best in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. be like, they and just maybe that's some, not my fault. Yeah, he, he might be like, you and, know, maybe, and he's like, on a, and what, he started like, blaming what, yeah, Tony. like, yeah, it's probably because of Drogba, yeah. Yaya, and Ochoa, one of the legendary PSG players, Nigerian. The he's like, he's like, he's like, they probably just feel like they can't reach that level, so they just get a couple groupies in a nice car and send some, send some money back home, and they're they're fine with that. That's why I don't be having that much African players. Can you imagine? The shit storm that would ensue if Pep Guardiola said the exact same quotes that Yaya Torre said. That'd be a, and that wasn't big news. That'd be a great, great We Made It episode. <laughs> if we just pretend to be Pep Guardiola and say that? No, absolutely not. I don't want to do that. But if he did that, we got to talk about it afterwards. That'd be great. Caesar, if, if none of this stuff ever happened to Yaya Torre and, and Pep just said that, like, like after, like three weeks after the World Cup, like before the club season started, there's nothing going on. 
even though even though we don't need that because we did start this podcast last May, but no club football, and then we just had the Confederations Cup, and then we had no club football. We was going hard yeah, back then with no club. But if, please believe if damn Pep came out and if, hey Pep, um, somebody said you don't really get the reaction. Well, they're lazy. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Damn. They'd be like, whoa. About, I, I'd have been like, how about you reference Yaya Tori's article? That's where I got my sort of Dog, from. he would get fired off top. He'd get fired if he said that. They, they would suspend him at least. Like, you got to sit down. He, like, he would have to apologize profusely. He would get booed. He would have to do some campaign. There would be so much. He'd have to wear some say no to racism thing. They they might make him do the thing, the Lazio thing. They might not send only him, the ribbon, you got to wear the armband too. They might send him down there. They might send him to Liberia like they didn't do Rudiger people. They might have to be like, hey. He might have to do some service in Liberia. He, he might, they might have to go demine. At the, at, the, at the Waffle House? <laughs> he, might, yeah, he might have to go on a demining mission. Oh, he might have de-mining. to go uh, give uh, child soldiers. They might send him out some to go get some pirates. Yeah, they might have to tell him, hey, stop pirating. He might have to do a lot. If he can't, he have to go visit Nelson Mandela's grave. If he said they're crazy. lazy, it would be crazy out here. But Yaya Torre said that and it was not news. And now he's coming out talking about, Pep, you don't like African players. Actually, you're the one that's exposing them. So Yaya Torre, dog, I'm sorry. I can't ride with you but so much.